everybody. Hey, it's Josh and Ryan Moore. And we're here for another episode of Movie Combat. And we will be talking about uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Aliens. Uh, we are now on the 10th movie of our Alien Predator chronology saga storyline whatever you want to call it yep two <laughs> more to go after this one yeah we're getting close and uh and i guess just to t- talk right off the bat here um because uh there will be a little bit of discrepancy with some of our plot details because um i ended up watching the director's cut and you did not so i, did I, not. I might end up adding some stuff that uh that you might not know about. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, because it was, uh, James Cameron says that this movie is two and a half hours long, whereas (laughs) the original cut was only two hours long. So there's a half an hour extra stuff in this one so. yeah because i was gonna say this is this so far is the longest movie of the series um yeah and then i was like uh no, it was just two hours long <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. yeah because i i think the one that i was watching came in at a total time with credits was like 239 something yeah that sounds about right um but yeah so i guess uh if you want to go ahead and get us kicked off uh, um for the start oh am i reading Oh yeah, I, yeah. I just uh, I figured you would, or did you want me to start it off? Uh, I thought I thought since I introed it, you. Oh, I do. I I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, we've taken. Okay, so for you guys, it's literally the next week, but we took a little bit of a break. So yeah, because these, these are recorded ahead of time. So we t- it's a little bit a little bit. If it sounds a little bit different of a format, we're gonna try and keep it the same way. We have it all written down of how we're doing this. So, uh, so yeah, aliens. A James Cameron film. Yeah. That was the first thing that I noticed. I put James Cameron, exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. A James Cameron film. Uh, we got a different fade in of Aliens. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the, uh, I almost said Ripley Scott, the Ridley Scott, uh, like, uh, how does he do it? Like those little bars first and then yeah, they, like they kind slowly of fade, fade in a little the bit. The shapes look weird and then yeah. eventually it spells out Aliens or Prometheus or Covenant. Um, we get a frosted ship. Yeah, it's quite frozen. Yeah, uh, Ripley is still asleep because this movie picks up immediately after the last movie of Alien. In a way, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, there's so much line. There's so much time jumping that I got so confused on oh, what okay. was a dream and what wasn't. Yeah, and it was uh, there was a lot of Inception type stuff going on in this movie, and then eventually it was just a solid timeline, but. I digress. Uh, we get the most silent robot scan ever. Oh, I know. It fades in, and it is so unsettling because you're like, is the speakers working or yeah. what's, uh, what's yeah, going on here? Because the robot cutting through the door is super quiet, and then there's, like, the robot with the scanner doesn't make a sound. <laughs> and then, like, and then like even the people, when they come in, all you can hear them is just breathing. Yeah, because James Cameron went more of the real like what would space sound like mm-hmm. and you wouldn't hear what space you wouldn't in space if you had a blowtorch you're not going to hear that thing there's nothing there's no sound yeah uh so yeah i wrote hazmat suit men and then the first words spoken are five minutes in solid five minutes in <laughs> which i noticed james cameron did this a lot in this movie everything is on solid numbers oh really yeah it is yeah, very i never weird. keep track of the actual time that people do stuff i only do that so that i know how close to the actual timeline of the movie are we are oh gotcha and okay. right now we're a minute behind <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah there's no words happening until five minutes in hmm. uh ripley is now at gateway station she wakes up mm-hmm. and 
She, this lady or whatever, says that she's in Gateway Station. This guy walks in and he's yeah. dressed in a suit. And she, That's he goes. Paul Reiser's character named Burke. Yeah, he says that she's been out for fifty-seven years. Yeah. Oh, and Jonesy comes in too. Don't Jonesy. About Jonesy. I, I did write Jonesy. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, chestburster. And then it's a dream, but then she wakes up in the same hospital. Yeah. And then the Burt characters still exist, and I'm so confused on if she actually has been asleep for 57 years because so, it's never explained. Well, so okay, so she has been asleep for 57 years because I think this is where some of the director's cut stuff comes in. Okay. So so Burt comes in and and talks to her, and then as soon as he says like, "Oh, you've been asleep for 57 years," I think that's when it switches into like dream mode, quote unquote. That's when she starts having her nightmare, and then she wakes up again. But then, uh, like, shortly after that, Ripley ends up um, going into this, like, she's in this little room with, like, a bunch of trees and stuff. That is like, not in the region. Oh, okay, okay yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like in Star Trek, you know how they have those fake holograph rooms where it looks like they're outside, and, and there's, like, woods, and there's birds and sounds and stuff like that? Okay. So she's in something similar to that. It's a little bit less technologically savvy. It's just, like, a video of the outside with some trees or, and a bench around her. Uh, Paul Reiser comes in and she's like, do you have any information about my daughter? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, we were looking for some stuff, but we got to go to this meeting first. Like, we got to go talk to the heads of the company and this and that insurance guys, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, I want to know about my daughter. And so what it turns out is that her daughter is actually dead. Um, and her daughter, Amanda, died at 66 years old, two years before Ripley awakes. So Ripley is officially asleep for 57 years. And she's like, I told her I'd be back for her 11th birthday. See, this adds a whole so, new dynamic because in the yeah. first, in, in the original cut, you don't know that Ripley has a daughter oh, at okay. all, uh, zero of the of any of it. You, she ne- it's never mentioned whatsoever. And so, when another character eventually in this movie gets introduced, you get kind of this weird thing of like, <laughs> okay, so she's just yeah. this, she just slipped into this motherly role. I wonder why she's doing that so easily. Yeah. It's because she is a mom. But you know we we don't see that. Yeah. So like as a normal, like just original cut viewing. Now I want to say I do have the director's cut of this movie. It screwed me over because movies anywhere doesn't give me the option to choose. It just says like, oh, this is the movie that you bought, and then in the special features it says director's cut, and yeah. So that's how I know that I own them. <laughs> so I'll watch the next one as a director's cut just to. So that I'll watch if I have them all. Yeah, because the whole the whole motherly thing kind of changes dynamic with the director's cut too. Because it's almost like Leon the professional and the professional type. There's yeah. like a whole subsection that's not even introduced because of some because they just cut that whole part out. Yeah, because like yeah, in this one you find out that Ripley. Yeah, because Ripley's daughter they show a picture of her daughter like as an old person, and her daughter never had children, so they didn't care. Now about the family. Ripley's daughter is in Alien Isolation, right? Yes, and that's why I wanted to bring up Alien Isolation okay. last time. Alien Isolation because, being the video game. Yeah, because Ripley's daughter Amanda, I think at that point is probably in her mid twenties. It's it's been yeah, like fifteen right, years yeah. or so. She's as old as uh, Ripley is. Yeah, in the first film. Okay, yeah, and so then she wants to go look for Ripley, and that's why I was kind of being like vague about it before. But she ends up going to another space station. I forget what it was called. Um, because she gets like, oh, Ripley might have been here, and I think it was this gateway station, maybe. I think it was the same station. And so it turned out that there was a xenomorph on that station. It was killing a bunch of people, and she was there, and she was trying to find find Ripley, but she never finds her. Um, she only finds the recording that 
Ripley left on the Nostromo at the end of the first movie, and then she's like, okay, I know at least she's alive. And then and then that's pretty much the end of the game, I think, because she gets stranded out in space, and she's waiting for somebody to come pick her up. But, um, but yeah, so it's just kind of a weird dynamic, because then when you see this in the director's cut, and she's like, oh, my daughter, or whatever, and you see a picture of her daughter all old, and like she's she's now passed and all this and and there's a weird fact too the picture of her daughter of her old daughter is actually a picture of uh Sigourney Weaver's real mother because they look so similar huh. and yeah and so they were like oh okay well we'll make her the daughter or whatever that's pretty um, cool yeah and so it it was kind of a cool thing um but that's that's about it with the daughter stuff she just basically finds out that she's dead so after that whole thing you mentioned the business meeting mm-hmm. you do catch the back end of the business meeting where Ripley is like, I've been in here for three fucking hours and this and that and the yeah, other deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, I wrote this. I I almost wrote this numerous amounts of times. Uh, well, actually, I'll get to that in a second. Um, so she they mentioned that like, oh, you blew up a forty-two million dollar ship. Yeah. And I'm like, forty-two not million? including payload. Well, it, yeah. And then I was like, forty-two million dollars. That's not that expensive. And that was adjusted dollars, as he said. He was like forty-two million in adjusted dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, man, that's not too expensive for a spaceship. Yeah, um, I guess they've. I guess like spaceships are not super expensive in the future. Now here is my. We we all know based on our last episodes that we've done this whole season. We love movie quotes that make the main character sound oh, like a badass. Yes. One of my favorite lines here is. Did IQs drop while I was away? Oh, yeah. And it, well, that's from Ripley. And I was like, oh, my God. That's so good. That's right. Uh, and I wrote, and she kept, she goes on a tangent in this whole meeting, which is so awesome. I wrote, Ripley is awesome in this movie, and I'm only 11 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I said in the last one, Ripley is probably my favorite. And I don't care what anybody says. She's my favorite female superhero because, to me, she's a complete badass. <laughs> and I've never I've never seen her like on screen. Like, she's totally cool. And, and like, she just, she seems like she'd be one of those cool chicks that you'd be like, cool to hang out with but then in turn she's a total badass you know yeah um so they mention that they sent something to the planet that ripley just came back from yeah what happened on that what what has happened on that planet since ripley has been gone okay so yeah so ripley's been floating through space for 57 years and then when she's like just go and check the planet or whatever when they're when so basically she gets her license suspended um because the people don't believe her they're like aliens aliens yeah that's the thing it's like out of all these things they think that she's crazy because she believes in a of a supposed life form that they couldn't re they they d- never heard of before. Right. I'm like, dude, you guys literally just learned how to travel in space. Yeah. That shouldn't be like an obscure thing to find other living forms, yeah. but apparently it's so outrageous they don't believe her. Yeah, and so so she gets her license suspended and they're like you got to get some psychoanalysis and all this stuff. Yeah, um, I think but she's actually crazy. Yeah, but they're not going to charge her for the explosion of the ship because they're like, "Oh, well, you did it on purpose or whatever." But then when she's like, just <laughs> sh- just go check the planet out. And they're like, we don't have to. They've been calling us there for 20 years. And this is LV-426, um, which is the, the moon that they had landed on before. Um, and then here's where another director's cut thing, I think, happens. Because does it cut to Hadley's Hope, which is the name of the colony? No. So before that, they mention... So before we cut to you, uh, they mentioned that 70 families live on the planet mm-hmm. from the first movie. Uh, okay, the next thing. 
Yeah, the next thing is when they're in Ripley's room, so go oh, ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. So so before that happens in the director's cut, we actually do meet somebody that ap- appears later in the movie, but I won't I won't spoil it. Um, and so basically what we see is uh, that Hadley's Hope is the name of the colony on this place, and um, there's something about some miners that are sent to a grid location. Basically, there's this big wig in this office, like, and he's walking around this place with a bunch of scientists, and he's got this really sweaty shirt on. And... Uh, and then this guy's like, hey, hey, these people that went out to these cr- these uh, coordinates that you sent them to said that they might have found something. And he's like, so what about it? And he's like, well, he wants to know if he found something, then is it his claim? Is he allowed to have it? And he's like, look, as far as I'm concerned, if he finds something, he can have it. And then that's there's this part where you were just talking about a kid riding on a tricycle. So well, I, I didn't mention it on the podcast, but right, like before, before we, we recorded, because they showed a little bumper of like, here's what you missed in the other thing. Yeah. Uh, check and it out. And like, there's the real cut. And so I saw some things, but I don't know yeah. what the context of them were. Yeah. So basically they were on a level that they weren't supposed to be on. It's sub level three of this like plant or whatever that's there. And uh, and so you see a bunch of kids and the guy's like, hey, kids, you weren't supposed to be playing here. Get out of here. And then you see the kid on the tricycle like wheeling away like, ah. You know, it's like, I'm a child. After I saw that part, I was like, wow, is this The Shining? Like, yeah. It was just weird. <laughs> um, but then it cuts to the family. Oh, and then actually this is the first time you see a whale in Utani sign as well. Oh, I because, thought you said a whale. I was oh, like, no. sp- <laughs> wow, Star Trek, <laughs> we got the space whales. Yeah, because there's one on the tricycle and there's one on a box that the kid rides by. And now, it, I want to say, in on that other than that sign that uh, you just said, mm-hmm. never is it mentioned yeah, in this film when the regular cut. Yeah, because they, they say mention the company. The company. Yep. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, because Paul Reiser's like, I work for the company. Don't worry, I'm a, I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? And you're like, why can't you just say what the company is? Yeah, exactly. Because I, I don't know why they were trying to hide it so much. But basically, it cuts to this family. It's a, it's two parents and two kids, a boy and a girl. And uh, the parents are like, hey, we're gonna go. We're like driving around. We're gonna go explore or whatever. And they're talking. And um, and then they find. A very familiar ship that we know of, a derelict ship that we might know of. Um, and then the parents are like, hey, like, we found something, blah, blah, blah. And then the mom says something about calling it in. And then the dad's like, oh, well, we shouldn't call it in before we know what we got. So let's go inside and check it out. They disappear for a long time. And then, and then like, cut back to the kids. Oh, they've been gone a long time. And then all of a sudden the mother bursts in, mayday, mayday, mayday. And then there's a face hugger on the dad's face. Then cuts to Ripley back in her room. Got it. And then at this point, none of that happened <laughs> because yeah. all we get in the regular edition is it goes from that part of when Burke is talking about there's colonies mm-hmm. over on this thing. And then it just cuts to Ripley in her room with Jones and you're just like with Jonesy and you're like, oh, I don't. And she's this got is, that cigarette a, with the huge ash on yeah, it. Yeah, well, she it, it, it's just a close-up on the cigarette, yeah. and it's been, like, has this long drag I lo- like, on I it. I love when they do that which is Which means she hasn't smoked from it at all. She's just let it burn. Yeah. So she's just literally sitting there in secondhand smoking this stuff and uh, thinking about whatever. Um, And they, Burke and a Marine of yeah, some sort uh, walk in? Sergeant Gorman. Gorman, okay. See, I li- could not track on who the fuck anyone Oh dude, was I was keeping this. I was keeping track of I all their names. I was trying to man. figure out I was like are they going to say this guy's name and then they say it like 3 times and I missed him. So I'm like all right, well whatever. So I will reference to him, you'll probably know him though. Yeah, um, I'll give you names if you don't know. Him. But they walk in and they're like, "Oh yeah, we need your help uh because we lost contact with the planet." But as far as we know, it just was like it was all happy go lucky right. and then now it's just shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because some sort of time frame has passed. And uh, because 
Yeah, they want to. I, I think send, a few weeks has gone by at this they point. Have no, but they, they don't, don't reference they don't, it at yeah, all. They don't say anything about it. But I, I think you're just supposed to infer that, like, oh, it's been time passed. Yeah, you know? because now she lives in like what assumed the ghetto of the ship. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and she works. Always look like shit in like the con- not the construction, but the loading bay or loading docks or whatever. Well, see, that was another because I wrote that down too. Oh, okay. But like, uh, they want to send Ripley and and the Colonial Marines, and I was like, Colonial Marines. That's another the AVP mm-hmm. Colonial Mar- or no Colonial Marines is just the game, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's just there's just a Colonial Marines game. Uh, not very good though. Some time has passed because I r- yeah okay so this is the thing I wrote some time has passed because Ripley has a job on the ship now. Mm-hmm. Not explained. I was like wow okay well, but either way it, it doesn't mean anything because they're just gonna blow right past it because now she has a new job. They're offering her to go down there and help out the crew or how about the colonial marines so they can figure out what's going on down there yeah and uh, and at first she's not ag- she's totally against it yeah. so burke, i'm not going back <laughs> so burke drops his business card mm-hmm. which is made mark. out of plastic yeah it was like a see-through pla- uh and then come to find out it's actually a call card because yeah ripley has sweaty dreams she has night terrors mm-hmm. so she just wakes up and she goes all right to clear my conscience, I'm gonna like I'm gonna do this. So she takes the card and she sticks it into this computer thing. Yeah. And then she essentially has like FaceTime with this other guy with Burke and accepts the job. And so I'm like, the business card is your phone number too? How crazy is that? Yeah, it's kinda um, cool. Uh, she does say something really cool here because this is one of my favorite things where she goes, Burke, if we're going out there, we're going out there to to destroy them. Not study, not bring them back, but to kill them, right? And he's like, you have my word. And she's like, I'm in. And then just hangs up on him. <laughs> and, <it's like laughs> and then she goes, uh, she turns to Jonesy and goes, uh, you're going to wait here, you shithead. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm not coming back. I'm not going to go looking for you again, you stupid cat. Yeah. And uh, so the next scene is they're all in new sleep pods. These yep. are different ones. Cut they like the open Sulaco. up. They open up on top, and then they open up on the middle bottom. Yeah. And then you Future sleep stand. Pod. Yeah. Because other sleep pods weren't futuristic uh, enough. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or uh, future sleep pod. And uh, yeah. I was like, the, uh, what was the black guy's name? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I can or tell. Or I guess I, the the sergeant dude. The I, guy that looked like he was from Halo. Okay, yeah. I can, <laughs> I can, tell, you all, I can tell you all their names. So, so the name of the ship is the Sulaco. Okay, I never got that. Ship. Okay. Yep. It was just on the side. They don't actually put it anywhere. They in the do movie. a lot. J- James um, Cameron definitely did a lot of subtle yeah. info stuff of like if you looked in the background and you saw it at the right moment, yes. you got information. But if you didn't, it was never told to you. Yeah, because you would never because they never really say the Marines' names until like later on in the movie when they're yelling at each other and stuff. Only a few main characters, but for most of the characters, you only see the names on like their video cameras or like in the first shot yeah, was, when uh, it introduces them. There's a screen that lists all their names, right? So there's Gorman, which is the sergeant. Apones, the black guy. He's like the next in charge, I think. I yeah. Think every time they said his name, it always sounds like Apom. Yeah, yeah. And I, and that's, like, oh. I always thought it was funny. I I think he's I think he's uh, a corporal. And then I think Hicks is a lieutenant. That's Michael Bean, who is in Terminator. Um, then there's Pharaoh Vasquez, who's fucking awesome. Uh, Drake, Spunkmeyer, Dietrich, Frost. <laughs> Spunkmeyer. <laughs> yeah. I, as soon as I heard his name, I was like, <laughs> fucking no Spunkmeyer, fucking dude. way his name is Spunkmeyer. Wearsbowski, yeah. um, <laughs> Crow, Bishop, Hudson, which is Bill Paxton. Yeah, oh, Bi- our boy Bill. Yeah, and Bishop. That's a piece, Bill. And, and, Bi- <laughs> and remember Bishop, too, because remember a few episodes back in, in AVP, we had said something about Bishop. 
being a very key character. Yes. And we get to we get introduced to Bishop here, which uh, we will all recognize is played by the same guy, but a younger version of him because this movie took place like or it was filmed before that movie. Yeah. But but I th- I want to say that this well we'll we'll get to it later. Um, okay. And then, uh, and then Ripley and Burke. Um, so yeah, so those are all the people. But Apone's the guy that you're talking about, the black dude. Yeah, and I uh, wrote Paxton at 19 minutes in. Yeah, dude. Uh, and then he goes, <laughs> Paxton and Ape was Apone. 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 Paxton and Apone's head. So Hudson and Apone's characters' interactions with each other I, are yeah, so, so awesome. Because Paxton gets up and he starts sassing off immediately yep. in good Paxton fashion. And then Apone goes, look into my eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. This is already off to a great start. <laughs> and then, so they start heading to the lockers and Vasquez is doing pull-ups, right? Yeah. And then Bill Paxton comes over there, still mouthing off, and he goes, hey Vasquez, you ever been mistaken for a man? And then she goes, no, I haven't. Have you? <laughs> I, I wrote that down too. <laughs> so good, dude. Oh, oh my, my god. god. It reminds me of when he was in Predator mm-hmm. too, And you're like, this is what it should have been, Yeah. but in Predator two for some reason they messed it up yeah and i don't know how they were able to do that but in this movie they've definitely like they like nailed just, they, this they couldn't get his lines right in predator 2 but in this one they're all like written perfectly. yeah they're they i don't know if he came up with them himself but they're really good yeah i'm sure some of it was probably off the cuff i wouldn't yeah. doubt it uh 21 minutes in five finger fillet okay yeah and then we i remember we were talking about that prior to I think it was prior to this podcast. Like, uh, well, I, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I remember because in Red Dead we were talking about Red Dead, maybe. Yeah, we were we well, we were talking about the five finger thing at some point. I think for one of the other movies oh, okay. or something. And I thought, I thought we were like, oh, remember the five finger thing, you know? Because didn't they do that in one of the Predator movies? I don't. I can't recall. But remember it, it being it, in that. Yeah, I don't remember. But I, I, I thought we had made a point to be like, oh, just remember the five finger thing or the five finger fillet because that'll come up later. Yeah, because I actually there were several things that happened in this movie that I didn't know were actually from this movie. The five finger fillet. I didn't know what alien it was in. I actually thought it was oh, in okay. the first one. Oh, gotcha, and then gotcha. I was like, oh, it's not in the first one. I wonder when it's going to show yeah. up. And then as soon as they were. Hudson goes, hey, Bishop, yeah. why don't you show me that five, the, the knife the, trick. Yeah, the knife trick. And then they grab him, and he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah, he hey, hey, what are you doing, hey, man? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. His <laughs> 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 <He's just> facial <laughs> expression is so good in this he's, scene. And of. the dude's going so fast. <laughs> yeah, Bishop is totally going crazy on it. Yep. Uh, eventually, Bishop sits over where Ripley and the rest of like the higher-ups are sitting at. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it goes on mentioning that Bishop is a robot, and Ripley gets into this like racist tangent yeah, about she robots. Freaks out. Um, and, and th- okay, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say they do say something about it being a hyperdyne model or whatever. And this, yeah, is he mentions that. What was it on the so, other ship? So and then they ma- and then uh, yeah. someone says like, oh, it was the I like hyperdyne zero eight one. Yeah, model and then he's like, oh well, yeah, something. they always had problems. Yeah, they were always a for bit, themselves. A bit twitchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? twitchy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And so Ripley's like, okay, yeah, just, just stay the fuck stay, away. Yeah, from stay. Me. I think um, that's actually what she says too. But I, I just I, the reason why I bring up hyperdyne is because cyberdyne I think is a Terminator company, and <laughs> and hyperdyne is in Aliens, which James Cameron. You know, I wonder if it was kind ah, of like a, okay. a, a very loose connection. Yeah, you maybe. Know? Like, there was but, another term yeah. that was dropped 23 oh, minutes in. Yes. Xenomorph yep. gets dropped for the first time yep. 
ever was, in this whole series. That was Sergeant Gorman who said we, it. We made it ten movies in, and we officially hear the term xenomorph. Which I never knew they actually said in the movie. Yeah, like, they only mentioned it this one time. Yeah. Though. They never say it again. Yeah, never realized that they even said it in the movie. But see, what's weirder is they, they gave it a name. Mm-hmm. They've never seen it. Only Ripley has seen it. Yeah, that's really strange. So maybe it's just they. We need a term for this, so we yeah. need to come up with a thing. And they came up with xenomorph. Yeah, because xeno is I want to say Greek for stranger, and morph is obviously morph like metamorphosis or whatever. So I guess maybe they were coming up with the idea that it was like, oh, it's a strange morphing creature, you know, like maybe. based on Ripley's description of it. Um, did you get the next quote? That's really good from Hudson. Is it uh, only thing I need to know? No, no, that's Vasquez. Oh, Vasquez says that, yeah. So after, I did get another quote from, the, yes, I did get another okay, quote. Okay, when he's like, any questions or whatever? Uh, but but go ahead and do the Vasquez Yeah, thing so uh, Ripley, yeah, Ripley says, like, gives off all these things of, don't do this, don't do that, this thing's crazy, Yeah. you're going to probably die, just da da da, da. <laughs> yeah. And then Vasquez goes, the only thing I need to know is just where I need to aim or something like that. Yeah, where they are. Yeah, and where she, they are. She points her finger in, into, like, yeah, guns. And then the and other whatever. guy's like, yeah, Vasquez. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what kind yeah. of 80s shit is that's, this? <laughs> that's Drake, and he's totally in love with Vasquez. Oh, yeah, they're totally <laughs> boning. I don't even. And then uh, yeah. I got the assholes and elbows <laughs> Oh yeah, Paxton. Yeah, yeah. well, because well, Gorman first, like, after they're finished kind of doing their brief or whatever, yeah, Gorman's, like, <laughs> Gorman's like, okay, she put all of her information on the, on the CD or whatever. Go fucking watch it. And then and he's and then like Ripley it, interrupts again and then says something else and then he says it again of like yeah. it's on a CD go watch it yeah yeah and then he's like any questions and then Hudson raises his hand he's like what Hudson and he's like yeah how do I get out of this chicken shit outfit <laughs> I remember that too yeah and, then, that too. and then that's when when Apone I think Apone he's the one like assholes and elbows people ask because he's telling them all to get ready oh yeah he goes assholes and elbows Hudson get down here. Get <laughs> yeah, and then it just cuts. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even get to see him get like reprimanded or anything. Oh man, and, it was so and my, good. My favorite thing about Apone is he's constantly chewing on a fucking cigar. Yeah, he never he's, smokes it. Yeah, just yeah. always chewing on it. Um, then we get Avatar Mech. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, gee, I wonder where James Cameron got this idea. Yeah. Like, so, you, he used this idea again later on in his life. This is one of my favorite movie or scenes in the movie because Ripley just shows how badass she is. Because it was a very useless scene, but a necessary yeah. scene all at the same time. Yeah, it just proves her character so cool because she's just like, hey, I kind of feel like a fifth wheel around here. What can I do? And what they're can like, you do? <laughs> yeah. She, she, well, I can drive that loader over there, and then she gets in the loader and she's all fucking showing off, and then she just like picks up something. She's like. Like, where do you want it? Do you, do you remember <laughs> like, what pose she does? The yeah, where do you want like the across the body? Where do yeah, you want she, it? Like turns it, and, and then, then they all start. La- they both start laughing because yeah. they're like, just, it was very funny. I'm just started. like, dude, Ripley's so cool, man. <laughs> and so uh, they eventually get all loaded up and yep. blah blah blah. Lots of guns. Yeah, things. Uh, you know, they get on Vehicles, a ship. Missiles. And they, they start landing. Uh, they start driving down to the drop. They're doing a drop down to the planet. Yeah, and. Uh, as soon as they start falling, uh, Hudson goes, express elevator to hell. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's such a dick. He's so funny, He's dude. He's such a dick in this movie. Yep. Oh, it, it was, uh, this has only been Gorman's second combat drop because I think he looked like a little nervous. In Including this one. Yeah. He yep. mentions that. He's, he yep. goes, I've done like 62 simulated. Yeah. And then they're like, how many have you actually done? Two. This one included, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh shit!" Yeah. 
and and then it pan and then it pans to to Hicks, which is Michael Bean's character. And he's fucking passed out. Yeah, he's, he's just like, sleeping. He's yes. just sleeping like it's a like a drive yeah. in the evening. And and then uh, Bill Paxton's up running around. And he's just like, "Hey, don't worry, Ripley. Me and my team of ultimate badasses is gonna keep you safe." <laughs> I'm badass, ultimate badass right here. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot he says that. So fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, oh man. Fucking Bill Paxton is like gold in this movie, man. Oh, he god. he he makes this movie so fucking funny. He does. Honestly, oh man, I wish there was I wish there was more movies where Bill Paxton what <coughs> like Sorry. played this character or something. No, else. I mean like I wish there was more interactions with Hudson and Apone oh, because yeah. oh my god I felt like I didn't get enough yeah but maybe that was enough because because I think at one point I think Apone's just like Hudson sit the fuck down you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stop fucking around. strap in now <laughs> yeah. uh, we get POV cameras again and heart rate monitors yep um, and then uh, I noticed that the pilot was wearing sunglasses yeah. in dark and rainy conditions <laughs> yeah. I'm like. She's I go, wearing sunglasses as a pilot uh, in dark and rainy conditions they makes you aviators. a better pilot. Yep. <laughs> like I'm like, dude, you're driving in space. <laughs> um, so weird. Uh, but yeah, they arrive at the station. No visible activity. Yeah, I wrote the outpost is a ghost town. Yep. But we get some cool, awesome machine guns on a mechanical gimbal, which are essentially oh, recycled yeah. g uh, camera gimbals. Those are the. Uh, you ever notice when they're like, when you're watching a movie and someone's full-on sprint, but the camera is somehow lining up with them mm -hmm. is because they're wearing this, like, harness so that the camera can sit on this gimbal oh, right, and, yeah. and it can pan without being, like, this jobbled-up mess and you, you get motion sickness from it. You're talking about the smart guns, I think, right? The ones yes, that Vasquez the and Drake Vasquez, had. Yeah, so those are literally, that's what they're using. They're using the exact same thing. All they did was make the prop of the gun and attached it to yeah. that thing, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Those guns uh, are really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I wrote, POV footage is actually good and doesn't make me sick, like in the first film that we saw. Yeah. Good Lord, those were garbage. So, quick question. Um, quick so, answer. So, the parts, so you're saying you've got the POV shots and stuff. Did you get anything with them picking up, like, or looking at the melted grating or, or like, picking up the motion of the, the pet or whatever? Um... I wrote, uh, well, okay. At this point, they just pulled the. I have the. They've just pulled out the motion trackers. Okay. And then I noticed, why do the motion trackers not track the Marines? That is a good question. But then they mentioned later on in the movie, "Is that us?" Yeah. And I'm like, it wasn't fucking tracking you before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why would you think it's you now? I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It can only track the xenomorphs. Um. I also noticed this is this is going back into James Cameron's uh, plugging into things that you won't see. Mm -hmm. Vasquez's gun says "Adios" on it. I don't oh, know if nice. you noticed that? Yeah, because well, I was gonna say the pilot, her helmet had "Fly the Friendly Skies." On oh, it. I didn't see that part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then floors melted through. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so I, w I wasn't sure if that was in in like the normal version. Yeah, because they find the melted grating. Um, and they're like looking at it, but right, right, because right before that, Hudson picks up something on his monitor, and he's like, "Oh, I got something, I got something." And it's him and in Vasquez, I think they're partnered up at the at that point because they split up into groups of yeah, twos. Yeah, everyone's split up. And uh, and then they bust into this room, and it's just a little pet mouse in like a cage or whatever. I that was not in them. Oh, okay, yeah. And then that was right before they found the melted the melted flooring. Yeah, and then they find 
they all regroup again. Yeah. Uh, and then they go into this like testing area, or this lab of some sort, and they Ripley finds face huggers and test tubes. Yeah, yeah, because essentially uh, Gorman's like, oh, it's fine, it's secure. So him, Ripley, Bishop, and Burke all follow them in. And Hudson, they, they were Hudson's there too. Oh well, I meant I meant from the APC. They were still in the APC. Um, oh yeah, they eventually yeah. leave. Okay, yeah, yeah okay, they, got then it, they yeah. go in, and then yeah, Hudson, Drake. There's a few others that follow them into this little lab, but they find two, yeah, the two face huggers alive in like jars or whatever. And they mention that they tried to remove one, or they removed them from people, but the people died before Im- impregnation or whatever. Uh, Bishop reads it on a little. That I did not hear, but oh, I may okay. have been typing at that point. So yeah, because Bishop, it's just a quick blurb that Bishop pulls up like a, a clipboard, and he's just like, "Oh, they were removed." Said that. Yeah, they were removed before impregnation. Uh, subject died. So and so name something something. Yeah. Uh, I wrote yeah, Car- careful Burke Ripley's. Uh, oh yeah, and then the Ripley says, and then the facehugger does a jump scare. Yeah, and then and then Hicks is like, "Looks like love at first sight to me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, the motion tracker starts going off. Yep. And uh, then they start walking into the hallway where they're getting closer and closer and closer. And then something jumps across the screen and they shoot at it. uh, And it's a girl. Yes. And this is the girl that. So in the director's cut, this is the girl that's in the in the van that we see in the beginning part of the movie. When the guy gets face hugged, it turns out that this little girl um, survived. Apparently, she's the only one there that they track down. Uh. And then they try to get her, but she runs away. But eventually, Ripley tracks her into this little, like, air duct room kind of thing where she's been living since all the xenomorphs have been running amok. And uh, and she essentially calms her down because she tries to escape, but she calms her down like, hey, you're safe, you're safe, or whatever. Um, and then they end up taking her back to... Uh, well, she finds a picture frame yeah. to get her name, which I was like, how convenient is that? Yeah. Uh, and her name's Rebecca. Yes. Yeah, and then they end up taking her back to the um, to the like med bay or whatever while the Marines are still looking around. But on the little car thing, still they're not on a they're not on the ship, right? Yeah, no, they're they're still in in like the the colony or whatever. They're not near the APC or anything. Oh, this is still the, okay. This is still in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they 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 take Newt back to that med lab that they had just Got passed it. through. Got it. Uh, and Rebecca won't answer to to the questions of the soldiers mm-hmm. uh and then ripley gives rebecca a cup of hot chocolate and then she says oh i made a clean spot i guess i better do the rest <laughs> yeah because she wipes <laughs> off her face or whatever yeah yeah uh and then newt says like rebecca is what her brother timmy calls her mm-hmm. and her name is actually newt yeah like everybody else calls her newt um which i was like all right. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> like, I wherever think, well, that name came from. Yeah, I think I think what it is is like it. I'm assuming that she probably got the nickname because she's tiny. And she and like we find her running around through the air air ducts and stuff. So I'm assuming that other than her brother calling her Rebecca because that's just what he she was to him. Um, everybody probably called her Newt because she was tiny and able to get around through these little air ducts and stuff because that's just essentially her nickname or whatever. But yeah, she's like nobody calls me Rebecca. Everybody calls me Newt. Um, Yep, and then uh, Ripley's like, "Well, what happened to your brother and your parents?" And she's like, "They're dead. They're all dead. Can I go now?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I read that answer. <laughs> yep. Um, so Bishop is dissecting a face hugger. Kind of a familiar sight here. Yep. Um, sorry, I'm trying to adjust my microphone here. I kind of shifted. My neck was kind of getting stiff there. 
um, not that you guys care, <laughs> um, then uh, – oh, yeah. He, he does say so, – Bishop does say it's magnificent, isn't it, when uh, somebody talks to him. And I just thought it was funny because, you know, him being another android, um, which he prefers the term artificial person, uh, he, he's, like, dissecting it. And I think Gorman says something to him or, or some maybe it was Paul Reiser's character. I can't remember who, but – but he's just like, yeah, magnificent, isn't it? You know, because he's just like fascinated by the creature, just like all the androids seem to be. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I don't remember when this line is said, but Paxton says this. It, yeah. Stop your grinning, drop your linen. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find whatever they needed to find. Yeah, they were looking for the colonists because they all had. Uh, oh, that's like, right. Little beacons right. on them on yeah. their person. They have a wristband. Oh yeah, no surgically. Yeah, the colonists have surgical implantations. Yes, yes, the Marines yes. have little wristband yes, things. Yes. Um, but yeah. Essentially, they were looking for the colonists. If they were within 20 kilometers, then they would find them. Stop your grin and drop your linen. Yeah. Oh my God, it was stupid. Yeah, they find them at the cooling towers, as I um, said. Yeah, the soldiers find where the signal uh, of where the citizens should be. Uh, and they go down there, and they quickly discover that this is no ordinary spot of this uh, facility. Yeah. It's a little, little added on. Uh, structures in there. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really hot in there, but it's a but dry it's a dry heat. heat. <laughs> Shut up, Hudson. Uh, <laughs> they find out it's a nest. Yeah, and um, Ripley finds out the soldiers. If the soldiers fire, it could cause an explosion. Yeah, because they're like right under like a basically a nuclear a nuclear or a fusion reactor of some sort. And essentially, if they rupture it, then they're all going to die. Yeah. And then uh, chestburster at one hour in. How are we already an hour in? Oh, wait. I, uh, I feel like I've jumped so, like halfway through this movie. Well, don't forget, too. She So Gorman commands uh, Apone to take all the ammo from all the Marines, only, yes. only flamethrowers. Um, so he hands all the ammo to Frost. You heard him. Yeah. Give me all the weapons. <laughs> yep. And and then so. Or give me all the ammo. Uh, Drake and Vasquez. Uh, Drake or Vasquez has two like there. Theirs is different. So theirs is a smart gun, which it uses normal ammo. But the way it works is it's like connected through some kind of electronic plug or something. So they have to unplug their guns essentially, and then they give it to Apone. But Vasquez pulls two extra ones out of her vest and gives one to Drake. Smart move, Vasquez. Yeah. And so both of them, they still have their guns. Um, but secretly, nobody knows. And then Frost has all the ammo and no grenades either. So all the grenades, all the ammo, all stuck in one little bag. Yeah. And then and then they discover. And then they find uh, someone is stuck to the wall. Yes. And that's when Ripley starts freaking out. Why she doesn't say anything, but I guess she might be just frozen with fear. Yeah, I think she's going through PTSD uh, at that point. Yeah, this woman is like, kill me. Yeah. Kill me. And they're kill like, me, I'm right here. Do it. Kill no. me. Do it. Do it now. Uh, they're, they're, she doesn't say that. Uh, and the, the colonial marines are like, who do we do? Cut her down. Get her. And so yeah. they try to do that, but as soon as they start cutting things away, it starts going... Yeah, and it's just uh, and then it busts out of her, and we get an hour into it, we get to see a chest burster in full action. Yep, and then they roast the shit out of it with a flamethrower. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I said kill it with fire. Yep. Uh, but an hour and one minute in, yep. the walls start moving, they and no, it's that. not slime. <laughs> this time, it's the full-grown beasts yeah. themselves. They killed that little baby, and that pissed. Every single alien in that nest. Yeah, off. the xenomorphs <laughs> start crawling out of like I guess they were there the whole time. They just didn't see them. Yeah, they were all like attached to the walls and stuff. 
Um, and uh, I wrote Xenomorph first kill an hour and two minutes in. That was literally crow. literally three minutes. And there's <laughs> the Xenomorphs show up. Chestburster pops out. The Xenomorphs are shown. And we get our first kill yep. within three minutes. Yeah, so that was Crow. That was uh, he, I think. No, sorry, she. Uh, she gets carried away. One of the Xenomorphs like, comes down, swoops up, or like carries her off. She accidentally burns Frost with a flamethrower. So <laughs> Frost falls down a shaft oh, yeah, of some right, sort. That's right. Arrow, everyone is dying because yes. there's just so many death scenes here. And so his bag of ammo and grenades falls down on fire. So Hicks notices it. Get the hell out of the way. Diedrich's get Diedrich gets caught in the explosion. He dies. Um, and then Weirbowski gets killed. And then um, that's just kind of like a quick throwaway death. And then this is when um, this is at this point is when Ripley's like, Gorman, you got to get them out of there. Get them out of there. And she pulls up a thing. She's like, get the hell out of there. God yeah, because, damn it. Because Gorman is like. I, I I told them to to call it off. I told them to leave. Yeah, and he's I'm like, freaking out. Yeah, he's like, because they didn't listen to him. Yeah. And he hasn't experienced that kind of stuff before. Yeah, he's a kind of inept commander at this point. And uh, then, uh, yeah, and then Ripley decides uh, to start driving down there to save the soldiers herself. She hijacks yeah, the vehicle that they're in. Apone gets killed by this point. Cause yes. like Yeah, because basically she tells them to get out. Apone's looking around, and then he gets killed. His camera goes dark, and then, yeah, Ripley's like, fuck this. And then she drives in with the APC. Uh, they get down there. Everyone's running around. Uh, Hudson is grabbed on to somebody. He has somebody, but then everyone eventually like is running on their own. I don't know. Everything got all jumbled up in this part. There was so much stuff happening. Yeah, they, they were all just trying, trying to figure out. Yeah, they're just trying to leave. Yeah, we I, gotta I get think the fuck was, out of here, man. I think he was hanging on to Hicks, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so they get down there, and Vasquez. Gets in there. Hudson is holding on to Vasquez. What's his face? The other guy with the gun. Is, Drake. Yeah, is shooting with his gun mm-hmm. at a xenomorph. Xenomorph pops up from behind him. Yes. And uh, he shoots the xenomorph in the head or something, and the blood sprays onto his face. Yeah. And they're like, he's out. He's gone. We got to go. We got to yeah, go. Yeah, Vasquez is having none of it. She wants to go back and save him, but Drake's pretty much a melted pile of mess at this point. Yeah. He, he gets splashed with acid, like hardcore. Uh, Ripley does a burnout to get everyone out as, uh, out of here Fast and the Furious style. And then uh, after everything's all, like, she's driving still, and then she runs over a xenomorph, which yeah. causes the acid blood to spray onto the vehicle. Yep. And it break something on the on the, the transaxle car. yeah and uh <laughs> who was talking to her was that hudson or was that the other guy uh hicks like hicks when, was talking when they to stopped him. yeah because yeah that there was were him. some scenes where they both looked the same have you no- oh you yeah Hud- that? hudson and hicks yeah they were really they looked pretty close plus their names are so similar that that's true you can yeah. kind of get them mixed up uh, uh yeah. so anyway and that- and they do mention as they're driving away that um they look at the screen or whatever, and they say, "Oh, Diedrich and Apone aren't dead or whatever." Uh, they're and they might as well be. Or but like yeah, because Ripley's like, they might as well be. They're being cocooned right now. Like, yeah, we can't go back for them. So that's the last of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, after they stop, after Ripley stops, she goes over to Newt and says, "You okay?" And then she gives a thumbs <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I love <laughs> I'm that. Like, what the heck? Um, it's so cool. And uh, so Ripley suggests that she wants to. Go back up in space and nuke it. Yes. But the business guy yes. doesn't because the site is expensive. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a $42 million billion investment or something like that. 
Um, and, oh, then, and then I have a quote. Oh, from OK. Hudson. Yeah. Oh, oh, OK. Because I have one from Ripley because he's like because he says like, oh, it's so and so amount of money or whatever. And then Ripley's like, well, they can bill me. <laughs> yeah, that was. A, and then I think it's immediately after that. He's like. Hudson goes, you may not be keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and then it cuts to them telling uh, the guys in the ship to fly over and pick them up. Yep. And so the girl is like, Spunkmire, let's yeah. go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. And he puts his hand in some why? goo and he's like, wait yeah, a minute. I was like, I first off, why is Spunkmire not in this movie more than he yeah. is? Because with a name like that, that would have lasted eons. Yes. But anyway, so yeah, Spunkmire runs in, finds slime on a crate before they go up to go get the soldiers. Yeah, doesn't really think anything of it. Uh, the Xenomorph then kills the pilot. Ship goes down, crashes, and then we get one of yeah. two of the most famous lines from this movie. Yes, we, uh, we get Bill Paxton's line, you, you, and we get Newt's line. You which, can do Bill Paxton. I'll okay, do okay. He's like, Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck are we gonna do now? Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like basically the ship crashes. They're all like, we're fucked. And then we're so fucked. <laughs> it's game over, man. Game over. And, and then uh, and then uh, Ripley goes up to Newt and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Newt, blah, blah, blah. And Newt's like, oh, we're not going to get off the planet now. And she says no. And then uh, and then she's like, well, it, it's getting dark soon. They mostly come at night. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Fr- OK. That what, so- South Park made fun South of Park it. made fun of it. OK. I was like. God, what is that from? Yeah, I it was Cartman's character. I think he did something, and he kept saying, "Mostly come at night, mostly." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, now I remember now. Because I was like, "Man, I know this is from this movie, but yeah. someone copied this." Okay, I remember that now. Um, so they uh, Ripley, I think, asks like how long it would take if they if for people <clears throat> to come looking for them. They say take about seventeen days for anyone <laughs> yeah. to come looking for them. And then Hudson uh, <laughs> yeah. starts having the most mental breakdown anyone could possibly. I don't know have. if you saw it there, man, but we won't even last 17 hours. <laughs> Hudson, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> yeah. This little girl has been alive all by herself this whole time. Well, then put her in charge. <laughs> <laughs> He's having like a hardcore mental breakdown. It's <laughs> like, so awesome. It's so oh awesome. Oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they salvage some stuff from the wreckage. Um, they end up getting a few pulse rifles. Um, they got uh, uh, four, like, sentry guns or whatever, and they have a couple flamethrowers, one of them half full and one they're not sure if it even works. Um, but, yeah, yeah, just uh, just to say what weapons they had because yeah. they did salvage some stuff. But So uh, Ripley gets a locator from Hicks? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, okay, so... I may have skipped some parts here. Oh, okay, I, I got so fascinated with this movie at some points. I just started watching. Oh, okay. and then I was like, "Oh shit!" And they started writing again. Because I don't, I don't know if this is like director's cut stuff. Because after Hudson freaks out, Ripley's like, "Go look for some blueprints or something so we can formulate a plan." And he's like, "Okay, man. Okay, I'll go get it." I, so d- then, I love how he uses "man" a lot. Yeah. He's like, "All right, man. All right." Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> he's like a surfer dude, kind of. It's really. Oh funny. yeah, he's definitely from um, the the Californian side of Earth now. Yeah. <laughs> And so then they lay out these blueprints, essentially, and they start making a choke point plan where they're like, if we seal off these entrances. Oh, yeah, they're like. Yeah, and then if we seal off this tunnel, put up the sentries here, put up the sentries here, we can make them come in only these two spots. And then that way we'll have like some, like we'll be able to make our stand or whatever. 
um, and then uh, and through and through this, um, I didn't write specifically what they said to each other, but Hicks and Ripley, you can see that they kind of have some some uh, um, like sexual chemistry going on. Okay. Like they're they're flirting a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when they're talking yeah. to each other. And I can't remember exactly what they said, but you can tell that like even even when she was like, "We need to nuke the planet" or whatever, Hicks is like. Yeah, we need to nuke the planet. It's the only way to be sure. And you could tell, like, they're yeah. starting oh, yeah. to get along. Oh, yeah, because to rewind a little bit, uh, the captain now is passed out. I don't remember oh, how yeah. that Oh, yeah, so, yeah, Gorman's out, and so Hicks is next in charge. Yeah, and so Burke was like, well, that's not what the plan was, blah, 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 and this and that. Yeah. And then Ripley's like, well, according to such and such rules, H- uh, Hicks is now in charge. Mm-hmm. And then they all look at him to, like, see what he's going to yeah. decide, and then Hicks goes... Well, I think we need to go up in the space and do <laughs> yeah. the plan. Yeah, yeah he so. essentially just quotes exactly what Ripley said. So you can tell those two are like, it's it, <clears throat> it's not necessarily like a love interest, but you can tell there's like a few sparks like yeah, kindling there, there a little bit. Uh, so yeah, Ripley gets a locator from Hicks. Yep. Then seems to that seems to have. Oh yeah. Oh, I that's, said that's I what said it was. Rick, Ripley gets a locator yeah. from the soldier that seems to have the hots for her. Yeah, because he's like, well, this doesn't mean we're engaged or nothing. And then yeah, she yeah. just smiles at him. And it's like, oh man. Yeah, those yeah, two yeah. I was like, man, that's up. smooth. This guy, yeah, this guy yeah. knows how to do it. Uh, and then we get introduced to Casey when Ripley is taking uh, Newt to go oh, right, take a nap. Yeah. Uh, Casey is Newt's doll, which is literally just a head. <laughs> yeah. um, and then she yeah. goes, well, I don't think Casey has any bad dreams and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, because she's just a piece of plastic or <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, I'm like, oh, and she's okay. like, you know, Newt, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this is when you kind of get like, because this is the only time that Ripley mentions that she has a daughter because Newt asks her. She's like, did you have a daughter or did you have any kids? And she's like, yeah, I had a daughter. And she's like, oh, well, where is she? And she's she's gone. That means she's dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, not even in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh. they cut all of that out. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's director's cut. Yeah, yeah. because they they talk a little bit about Ripley's daughter, and then essentially that's where you kind of get your mother-daughter surrogate bonding time. Yeah, they just mention, like, oh, yeah, don't be afraid. I'm going to watch you through yeah. that camera right there. Oh, blah, okay. Blah, blah. Does she give her the locator? Yeah, she puts okay, the locator okay. on the on that because that eventually becomes a thing. Later. Oh, okay, yeah, because they so they just must have cut the daughter the daughter talk then. Uh, Ripley gives the tracker to Newt. Uh, Bishop says that Burke wants to take them. Oh, yeah. So Ripley starts talking about like, uh, about. They're, so, they're well, talking how did, about how the, did that get even brought up? They're I can't talking about how that got brought up. Well, they're talking about the hive and whatever, and they're like, oh, they just keep coming, and then um. Hudson brings up like, well, maybe they're like ants. They have some kind of hive or something. And then Vasquez is like, no, those are bees, you idiot. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like they have like, you know, the main girl in charge. You know what I mean? Like a queen or something. And then, and then they're talking about that. Not, then, I don't remember that either. Oh, maybe that was part of the director's cut. Yeah. Because then, because then Bishop comes in and he starts talking about about the face huggers or whatever and then he s- mentions that Burke wants to take them back. Okay, for maybe study. that was in there, but again, I might have been writing at that it, point. Yeah, so. I mean, it was real quick. It was yeah. like a 2-minute scene and then and then it just led straight into Burke or Bishop talking about Burke wanting to take the specimens back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then Ripley fucking freaks out. Yeah, cuz uh yeah, so cuz I wrote Burke says that or I'm sorry, Bishop says that Burke wants to take them back to Earth to sell them and Ripley gets livid. Yeah. Because that was l- the one thing that she said on even the phone call. She yeah. says, we're only going there to, we're not bringing anything back. And, da, da, da. and he's like, yeah. Uh, and then um, 
then Ripley decides to go snooping around on some files. You don't get to see this happening, but she goes to Burke and throws out that um, you were the one that sent the colonists here. Yep. And uh, and then they get into an argument, and um, then I don't know if there's going to be – there is a line – I wrote a quote down here where Burke goes, I thought you'd be smarter than this, and then Ripley goes, yeah. I'm glad uh, to disappoint you, and then walks out of the room. Oh. Oh. But there's stuff that happens before that. So. Well, well, when she slams him against the wall because she gets pissed, she oh, grabs yeah. him by I was like, I was going to write this down, too. Uh, Sigourney Weaver does some grade-A acting in this movie. Oh, in this, yeah. In this scene right here. So good. Like, yeah, and she's, like, pissed off, and she grabs Burke by, like, the collar of his shirt and slams him against the wall. Which I don't know and if w- that was in the script. <laughs> he, yeah, it, it, se- it seemed like he it was, was very surprised about it. <laughs> yeah, and then she says, she says, I'll nail you, Burke. Or, well, no, sorry, that doesn't quote. She goes, I'll nail you right to the wall, right to the wall. Because <laughs> like, she gets mad at him or whatever about the xenomorph. And then I think she says you're the line that you just said, and then she ends up walking out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that part's so so funny. Um, uh, but, what yeah. it says? Oh, I wrote, I, I think I wrote a note here. The acting is really good. The emotions seem like a re- real reactions and of people in the situation. Mm-hmm. Because, oh yeah, so this is when they walk back into that like map area where they were looking at it. Mm-hmm. Hudson is freaking the fuck out. Uh, Hicks is trying to calm the situation down. Ripley is full on just in badass mode, so she's trying to like form a plan. Mm-hmm. And everyone seems to be reacting in a actual appropriate manner that people probably would be freaking out in. Yeah. Yeah, Ripley's probably the only one with like other than Bishop being an android. Like Ripley's obviously got the most calm head because she's dealt with this before and so she's a little bit more experienced. Hicks is he's doing a good job like leading at this point because Gorman's still knocked out and he's being in charge, you know, he's got to kind of keep a level head, but he's still like you can tell he's worried. Hudson's fucking freaking out because he's just a private. He's essentially and, us. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's what we would be doing in this situation. Yeah, and then Vasquez is still badass because she's just tough as nails. And then uh, you know, and then Burke's being a fucking st- a little weasel because <laughs> he's a corporate head. So they come up with a plan of sending Bishop down this like really claustrophobic pipe. Oh, I know. I don't even know how he's crawled through that. It looked like he said it would take him forty five minutes. Yeah, I'm like, uh. No. Yeah. But since he's an android, he doesn't have emotion, so it's whatever. Yeah. But I love this. I don't know if he caught this. Vasquez hands him a gun. He looks at the gun, oh, looks yeah. it back and forth, hands it to Ripley, and then just like, <laughs> that's it. The gun yeah. is just, then Ripley takes the gun and just puts it to the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the reason why he has to go down the pipe is because he discovers that the reactor did get dinged or, or overheated or something, and it's going to blow. So they have four hours to get off the planet. Yeah, and so he has to go to a satellite in order to contact and remotely access a ship to get down to where they're at. Yeah. Which I'm like, future technology! And and then he gives, like, the time specs for how long that'll take. I, yeah. d- I didn't write it down, did you? Of I, what? Of how long it would take him to do each thing. I, I kind of vaguely I, remember. It, I heard the 45 minutes to get down the pipe okay. to access the thing. It, and then after that, I, I don't I remember. I think he said else. it would take him about an hour to realign this thing, maybe like a half an hour to get the ship prepped, and then like 20 minutes to fly out. And then Weaver's like, or Ripley, you know, she's like, oh, cutting it close. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like Because it basically gives him like an hour to get off the planet. So, uh... Ripley gets uh, some hands-on experience with the uh, assault rifle they got going on. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. It, it's so good because here's another good flirty scene right here. I love it. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't have anything during that scene. But after she 
gets the gun and she starts walking down the hallway. I wrote, Ripley looks uh, awesome as she walks down the hallway with the gun. Oh, okay. Because like just how her she's holding herself mm-hmm. looks really cool. Um, I uh, I don't know if so I don't know if this is part of the director's cut because they do show a couple parts where like Hicks is showing her how to use it right and yep. and uh, she doesn't use it but she's just like yeah she's just holding it yeah, he's yeah. like holding in place here it's when essentially this, like when oh you need help golfing yeah. like let, yeah, me, exactly. let me get like, behind you and show you how to golf like and, that's pretty much what she said and my favorite part is when when he go where ripley goes well what's this for and he's like oh that's the grenade launcher i don't think you want to mess with that and she's like hey you started this oh yeah <laughs> and she holds right. it back up like a badass and yeah. he's like well okay yeah <laughs> like it's like and then he says something too i think he says something like like you're like more than what I expect or like you're a badass. Or he says something of that nature, like like basically being like, you're pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so Ripley goes back because she's walking with the gun down the hallway to go and go to sleep mm-hmm. for a little bit, pass the time. Uh, and she sees that Nude is gone, but oh, she's yeah. actually under the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, cut back to Bishop. Bishop is, uh, he makes it to the satellite. He starts yeah. doing his thing over Rip- there. Ripley lays down with Newt and yeah. puts the gun on top of the bed. Um, no. She puts the gun out in the lab, and the door closes, oh. and then she's because... Well, that might be different then. No. Be- well, okay, so because the thing was is like she has... So, okay, rewind. She walks into the lab. She has the gun in her hands, and she puts it on the table, and then she goes... Ugh. And then she... Doors go... She walks into the sleeping area, sees that Newt's gone, doors close. She looks down, sees Newt, then she lays down, falls asleep. Oh, okay. Because that is, this is important. That is different. This is important because what happens next changes the whole aspect of why. Oh. Uh, Ripley wakes up next to Newt and notices that the face hugger is out of a test tube. She tries to go to the door. The doors don't open. Right. And it is soundproof room. And then as she looks through the window, she sees the gun on the table. Okay, see, so the difference here is, in I'm assuming this is a director's cut difference, when she walks into the room, she lays the gun on the bed. Hmm. Because when she wakes up later, she she reaches her hand on the bed looking for the gun, hmm. looks up, notices the gun is gone. Then when they get to the window, she sees the guns outside. Oh, okay, so maybe yeah. I missed that part then. Well, I mean, it could... I thought, I thought that she put the gun down. Maybe she did put the gun down on the it, bed. I mean, it, it could I be different. I might be remembering it wrong. They, they might have, well, they might have changed it even. Well, like, no, they might have just cut out the your, whole bed your part. Thing, your thing makes sense. Because that st- that scene still happens, her reaching over the bed and grabbing it. Oh, okay. Because when we find out who's in charge of this right. whole little fiasco, yeah, that wouldn't be too far out of hand. Because I was wondering, I thought she put the gun inside the room, but then I was like, oh, maybe she didn't, and then I wrote that down. So I might oh, have been okay. remembering that wrong then. Yeah, because as far as I know, she put it on the bed because, yeah, when she reaches up to find it, it's not there. And I then, thought she was reaching around to find the face hugger. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then she eventually does find it, and, yeah. it's, oh, and it jumps at her. Uh, so, yeah, the, the room is soundproof. And then uh, Ripley remembers to, oh, there's a camera. Yeah. And then she starts yelling at the, uh, the monitor, and Burke, being the asshole he is, yep. turns off the monitor. And uh, yeah, because nobody else is paying attention at this point. Yeah, and then uh, Ripley, because uh, there's this thing is scattering around the floor now. Yeah, Facehugger is rampant, and so Ripley decides like, oh, maybe if I cause an alarm to go off, they'll come over here. So she takes 
what does she use to? Uh, burst she just the has a lighter, I think. Oh, okay. And then she just holds it next to the sprinkler. Mm-hmm. The what's in that? Magnesium? No, uh, mercury. Mercury. Yeah. Uh, glass charge bursts. Water starts going. Alarm starts going off. And they're like, "There's a fire!" And then they ah, ah, so they start yeah. running down. And they find out that like, oh yeah. And at this moment, this is important too. Ripley takes a chair and tries to break the window open, which she can't because yeah. it's like un, it's like bulletproof or something. Uh, and then the uh, the hugger jumps to Ripley, yeah. wraps around her throat, but she caught it in her hand, so it's being subdued in some way, but it's still choking the life out of her. Yes. And then Hicks just jumps through the fucking window. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this thing was I, bulletproof. Shouldn't he just like have slammed against yeah, the window? Because they did shoot at it, too, and I don't think it, the bullets went through. Like Yeah. And somehow he ended up getting through. Who knows? The soldier started shooting at it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, they bu- she he busts through it and uh, yeah, uh, for whatever reason that works. Yeah. And um, and one of them sneaks up on Newt, but she manages to like catch it between a table and the wall, and it's yeah, like, Newt is is catch- caught the tail. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's like it's like f- fighting at her, but Hudson jumps in and he ends up blowing that one away and blowing it to pieces or whatever. Yeah, and then they eventually get the one off of uh, Ripley. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so the. <laughs> the soldier jumps through the window, even though Ripley was hitting it with a chair. <laughs> uh, and then they find out because Ripley goes, yeah, this was all Burke's idea. Like he was going to impregnate us with the thing. Yeah. So and then put us in the sleep chamber and then get the thing out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they would never the know like that. He snuck a couple of these xenomorphs in. Yeah. And then Hudson was like, oh, he's dead. You're <laughs> yeah. dog meat, pal. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, everybody wants to kill Burke, but I think Ripley's like, we can't kill him. He has to go back. And then, yeah, the power gets cut. Uh, the xenomorphs got the power. Oh, and no, then, but Ripley says this line. She goes, I don't know what species is worse. Oh, right. You don't see them fucking each other over. And then, the, for, and then for a percentage. Yeah, for a percentage. And then after that, then the lights go off. Yeah. And then and then she's like, they cut the power. And then Hudson's like, what do you mean they cut the power, They're man? They're animals, man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Makes the, it's like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, and so the power's out there. And they're all trapped essentially in the same room. They're all like in the medical bay slash this other room that Newt was and uh, Ripley were in. Yeah, and uh, so everyone gets all strapped and ready to roll, and yeah. they start blowtorching the uh, the door so that it can um, it'll be sealed. But then this is one of my favorite parts. This was almost the same thing that was in Predator when that slow pan. Mm-hmm. I like this shot where they had everyone looking at the thing, and they're like, 10 meters in," and they're like, "They're all they're outside the door." Yeah, and then they go six meters, five meters in, but and that's they're like, "Inside the room." Yeah, that's inside the room, and they're like, "I don't know, man." And they're like, "You're reading it wrong." He goes, "No." They're right here, man. And then all of a sudden, they're like looking at each other. And they all they look at the thing, the the beeper, and then they all look at each other, and then they slowly look up. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And, and then uh, Hicks boops up the uh, the ceiling tile, and then all of a sudden, you just see these things just kind of ring around, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And he falls while firing into the yeah, ceiling. They're like, oh, oh shit! shit! <laughs> and they just all start shooting. Oh man, that was such a good scene. Um, in in the middle of this uh, firefight, Burke, you see Burke escape through a door and shut the door, um, as they're all fighting or whatever, and then he ends up uh, locking a couple of the doors. And then we lose my favorite character of this whole damn movie. I well, one of my I second favorite character of this whole movie. 
Hudson dies at an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, in. dude. He's blowing. He's like, you what's up? What well, about you? You he goes down fighting. And yeah. then he gets sucked underneath the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It, it was such a, it's like, it was sad, but it was such a good death because he was killing a whole bunch of them. And then one just like pops the tile over, uh, or pops the tile from below him open, pops up and is just like, hey, and then just takes him right <laughs> yeah. back down. Like, and then he just dies. You know, I'm he's like, just gone. This, this Burke, if it wasn't for Burke, they would have got out. Uh, yeah. And so. Uh, Burke locks the door or whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, he backs into a doorway, and a very hungry Xenomorph finds yep. him. God has come up and yep. Uh, and then yeah. Now at this point, they're trying to escape through some vents. Because oh, we they... totally missed it. Uh, the general's back. Oh right, yeah. Gorman Gorman woke up uh like sometime before Ripley got attacked. I think right. It was just before she was going to lay down with. Uh, okay. Newt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to write that down. Yeah, I I had wrote it down, but I just I skipped over it. Uh, so they're all trying to run through these vents because Newt knows where she's going. Yes. For some reason, I guess she's been there a while, so she knows where to go. But she's running too damn fast, so everyone's getting separated now. Yeah. And Va- uh, Vasquez is at the end because now she's the last line of defense because she's got like a big gun and she's holding them off. Uh, and so they're crawling through the grate. And, uh, yeah, she's, like, three turns away from me, the other guys. Yeah. The uh, General and Hicks are about, like, a turn and a half away from Ripley and uh, Newt because Newt is running through these things. Yeah, she's like, this way. Come on, this way. Yeah, Go to the and left. Ripley's like, calm down. We got to yeah. wait. We got to wait for wait. these guys. <laughs> uh, and so then uh, Vasquez starts going down with a fight. And she gets acid on her ankle and starts yeah. essentially just chews through her whole foot. And, uh the general goes back to go and try and fight with her. Hicks runs off to go and be with Ripley because yeah. he's like, go, move on, I'll catch up, I'll yeah, get Vasquez. Yeah, Gorman's like, oh, yeah, I'll go get her. Yeah, and, uh, well, he went and got her, but yeah. then didn't move very much farther where she was at. Yeah. Uh, and they have a grenade, and they just set that thing off. Yeah, they get surrounded, like, because what happens is Vasquez is running through the vents, and one there's a vent above her, and one falls on her. She manages to, like, push its head against the the wall and blow its brains out, but then that ass is what eats through her foot. Yeah, she takes her, yeah. her boot and pushes it against yeah. the wall. And so then essentially she loses her foot. And then Gorman goes back to get her, but then they're surrounded on all sides. So then Gorman lights a grenade or whatever, and then Vasquez is like, you always were an asshole, Gorman. And then they both <laughs> blow up and kill a bunch of them. But, yeah, they, they made a sacrifice to, to help to help the remainder of the people get away. Uh, then Newt slips between a crack and see, uh, slides down a vent into yep. a sewer. Yep, yep. Uh, and then, uh, and yep. then I wrote down: Is she British or American? The accent slips from there to not there, and yeah. it really confused me. And I was like, "Man, this little girl kind of sucks at acting." And then I looked it up, and this is the only movie she did. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, well then, she didn't. She didn't ever go and make this a career. So whatever." That's funny. Um, I said Ripley and Loverboy then go on to try and find where she's at, find her, and then try to cut down to her. Yep. But hits on the sonar begin. Yep. And then a xenomorph does this really cool rise out of the water. Yeah. And she turns around and screams. And then. Uh, Newt. Newt is Newt, in the yeah, sewer. Yeah. And then the xenomorph rises out of the water. Yes. And then, yeah, Newt turns around, fucking screams her life out. And then uh, Hicks and Ripley are bashing through this grate. And then by the time Ripley gets down there, all that's left is the floating head of Casey. In yeah. It wrote, She's gone and Ripley is broken about it. Yeah. Like she is freaking out. 
again, very good acting from uh, Sigourney Weaver here. Yeah. Uh, they try to use an elevator, and it magically works when a xenomorph tries to climb in. Yeah. Um, Bishop got the ship. And oh, then don't forget Hicks gets burned there too because he he shoots. Oh the yeah, xenomorph. that's right, that's right. They were trying to do this whole thing, and then yeah, shoots the xenomorph to bop it out. It falls back. Acid sprays on his shoulder. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's like chest a shoulder protector. in his chest. Yeah, yeah. chest protector. Uh, they just get it off in the nick of time, but it does get to him a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Bishop gets the sh- uh, got the a-, a ship. Ripley asks how much time they have left. She says, uh, he says plenty of time. Uh, 26 yeah. minutes at an hour and 48 minutes in. I don't know why I wrote that down because I think I was trying to figure out if he was going to uh, get it right. That's what I was thinking too. I was trying to I was trying to keep track of the time or whatever. Uh, Ripley then loads up for battle as she's going down the elevator. She's getting strapped. Oh, she has the flamethrower and the machine gun. When, but what else? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say at that one part when you're talking about the 26 minutes, she goes, "Good, we're not leaving." And then oh, yeah, Bishop yeah. goes, "We're not." Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh and then uh, Hicks goes. Don't or, or Ripley goes. Don't leave without. Uh, uh, he's like, uh, th- we're not or something like that. He says, yeah. Like she, don't don't let him leave without us. And he's like, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then and it cuts back to her yeah. running down <laughs> yeah. and trying to get all the ammo she can. But yeah, yeah. She puts together that really cool ass gun, like you're saying. Like she tapes together the pulse rifle and the flamethrower. She essentially has two guns next yeah. to each other. So she's like wrapped around it like a tuba. She's got a whole fucking uh, sling of grenades wrapped around her shoulders, plus grenades in the pulse rifle um and then she's got um i think i think that's it but uh she's ready to go yeah she's 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 good uh and then we get to hear a voice mother's voice shows back up at an hour and 50 minutes into the movie uh and she's counting down just like how she did in the last one uh ripley has gone back uh to get newt and she is strapped for combat with a gun and a flamethrower yeah uh she starts trying to go and use the tracker. She finds Newt's watch tracker, which is in the nest, and she assumes that the worst has happened. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Newt wakes up uh, in the nest, wi- and then Egg is sitting right in front of her. She screams at the top of her lungs. Ripley runs in the room and grabs her, and they she starts blasting things and whatever. Yeah. They run down, and then all of a sudden, they slow down. Yes. And then you're like, why are they slowing down? And then all of a sudden it starts to pan out. So and cool. all you see is all these eggs. Yep. And then you look over then Ripley looks over and then she sees this noodle thing going <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. just like poops out an egg. And you're like, uh oh. And then they follow it. They go up the noodle, they go around this big giant body. And they look up and they see they found the queen. Yeah, and the queen's so cool because she's like tucked up. At this first. queen is a lot and cooler than the one in AVP. Yeah, yeah, because this one like kind of like un untucks itself and then its jaw comes down and then it just goes. Yeah, it <laughs> just like hits. But did you notice? Did you notice this one seems smarter than yes. the one in AVP? Yes, incredibly smart. Uh, yeah. because she notices when. Because Ripley gets scared and yes. starts using the flamethrower on the eggs. Yeah, but cause, then because there's a couple, the couple xenomorphs come in from either side. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, she freaks out, blows the flamethrower into the air, and then aims it at an egg. And then the queen's like, oh, like hisses at her, and then looks at each one of the xenomorphs, and they both like back the fuck off. Yeah, they like <laughs> fade into the fade into black. Yeah. Uh, and then it it allows them to walk away. Yeah. Um they don't attack her because Ripley started to torch the eggs. Oh, well, did you notice though that 
So as she's walking away, the egg, one of the eggs opens. Yes, I have that next. Oh, oh, okay. I have that next, okay. yeah. But you can say it. You go oh, ahead. well, yeah. Essentially, then, yeah, Ripley, like, looks at the queen with this kind of look like, you you were going to fuck kill me. Yeah, yeah. Because at first she thought the queen was going to let her go. And then, and then this egg opens, and then she's just like, mm-mm. And then she fucking torches everything. So, see, my thing is, is now, does that ex- does that confirm that the queen can control the eggs? I... <sighs> I'm not really sure. I think maybe the queen doesn't necessarily control them like mentally, but I think maybe like she can put off some kind of pheromone or something when she's in danger or maybe when she's aggressive or something like because that's how I mean, because she looked at both those xenomorphs and made them back off, you know, just by looking at them. So she must put off some some kind of vibe or or pheromone or something to make them. To make so, want to do that, I guess. Sigourney uh, or Ripley decides to not give two fucks, and she just blows grenades through the queen. Yeah. Uh, through the egg sack part of her, and you start seeing what looks to be egg yolks just floating out of <laughs> herself. Yeah, it's I'm like, like before, Ew, before they're gross. in shells or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, we see the queen uh, breach away from the egg tube, which we didn't see in the in AVP. We just saw her. She was just outside now. But in this one, we actually get a yeah. confirmation on how she breaks off. Yeah. She can just do that. She, like, snaps off like a yeah, they like didn't, a noodle. They didn't show it in, yeah, in AVP. They just showed, like, when they were freeing her, but it didn't. I don't think they showed her breaking away from that. Yeah, because in AVP, she's chained up, so it's a little different. But in this one, she's obviously not chained up, so she can just snap off of the egg pouch part and just start going. Uh, four minutes at two hours and one minute so there's four minutes left in the timer of when this place is going to explode yes uh it goes four minutes to reach a safe distance (laughs) yeah and then uh the queen finds ripley uh waiting in the for the elevator and i like the way she pokes her nose around the corner because like like (laughs) yeah like (laughs) her head's facing one way and then her jaw turns like at a 90 degree i love practical effects because it obviously was probably not meant to look like that but it did it anyway uh the queen oh yeah so so ripley gets in the elevator they start going up Mm because they get in just in time and then the queen hears a ding and then she looks over and then she sees one opening up and i'm like I go, the queen uses the elevator. <laughs> and I'm like, and so they go up and uh Ripley finds that uh Bishop took the ship yeah. and left. Bishop, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then Bishop comes back right as the queen shows up. Yep. And uh and that's about, and so the explosion pushes so they Ripley and uh and Newt get in the ship. Mm-hmm. It, cr- it the flame pushes it. It crashes into debris of some sort. Yep. The thing, the landing stuff start, starts to pick it up, and then they start uh, escaping. They escape it as the base explodes, uh, and the come to, so they land on the main ship that they came on. Yeah, and it, it was like a nuclear nuclear reaction, like. Uh, a big explosion. Yeah, you so saw those from aliens, space. Yeah, so those aliens are dead on yeah, the planet. Every last one of them are gone. We know of. Uh, and so I wrote, Loverboy is unconscious in his seat because yep. Bishop gave him a pain shot. Yep. Knocked him out. And then all of a sudden, two hours and six minutes in, we get milk blood. Yeah, because I put they were home free, or so they thought. Because <laughs> yeah. Bishop's standing in front of uh, one of the landing gear, and he's talking about how Ripley 
like, you know, oh, we're safe or whatever. And then Ripley's like, you know, Bishop, you did a really good job. You know that? And he's like, oh, thanks. And then all of a sudden, right through his chest. Yeah, you're like, Jesus yeah, Christ, dude. what and, is and that? It, for being an android, it's a pretty gruesome death. Oh, yeah, he gets ripped in half. Dude, yeah, the t- like the queen's tail impales him from behind and rips through his chest. She picks him up with the tail and then just cuts him in half and just throws both halves like in two different directions. It's so fucking like android gory. <laughs> like I don't even really know how to describe it. Uh so Ripley tells Newt to go hide. Yep. Uh Ripley then runs away to try and lead the queen away, but doesn't work. So Ripley literally just entered a room by herself. Yeah. Uh at this point Newt is under the crates and the queen finds her for whatever reason she has some Fixation over that, over Newt for some reason. Yeah. Um, Ripley is back, but she's in the Avatar mech. So cool. And then she says at two hours and eight minutes, what does she say? Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> Which is one of the most famous lines <laughs> from this movies. So good. And they, if you've ever played, Con- well, you play Conquer Live and Reloaded, so you, at least you know of the line because at the end of that game, they they do this whole scene. Like, have you ever gotten to the end of the Not game? Not that, no. Oh, okay. So if you've ever played Conquer 64 or Conquer's Bad Fur Day, as it's called, and uh, and then Conquer Live and Reloaded for Xbox, which was a remake of it, the ending boss battle is an, a xenomorph, and you're in one of those things, and the whole scene plays out just like this one. Oh, nice. Where there's a, uh, an airlock, and then uh, Conquer runs into this room. When did uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day come out? 96? Uh, 97? It was right before Rare left Nintendo. So, yeah, was, I think it was 96. Because I think they left in 98 or 99. It was one of the last games that they made for Rare. Uh, or for Nintendo, I mean. But, uh, yeah, so Conker ends up getting into the loader or whatever. And then he comes out and he's like, get away from her, you bitch. Because the alien's trying to... Um, trying to eat his girlfriend or whatever so yeah it was it's pretty funny because they they play this scene like spot 2001 on. really conquers bad fur day wow i didn't realize it was that late i thought it was yeah i, I thought it was kind of makes sense but yeah because i know diddy kong racing came out before conquers bad fur day because that's where conquer was introduced that was the first game he was in yeah wait what did you say I'm sorry. Oh, that. oh, that Con- that Diddy Kong Racing came yes, out before yes, Conquer. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was the first game Conquer was I featured mean, Conquer. in. Yeah, and then he went on Totally to different in. voice, totally different thing. Yeah, and then he was in a Game Boy game, and then they I were like... I am the great mighty <laughs> poo. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they do that, like, um, it's not Dude, I think we gotta scene, play. I think we got to play Conquer's Bad for a Day sometime soon. Oh, we should. I have it. Yeah, maybe we got to bring back the Nintendo 64. Yeah, man. I'm there you go. There's a little hint for you guys. Yeah. If you want it back, hit the li- comment some section bu- below. BTS right there. Okay, um, so. Yeah. So, essentially, they fight. Uh, Ripley's in this loader, and they're basically doing hand-to-hand combat. And and if any, if I have any gripe about the movie, this would be the only thing that I think I could gripe about is just the cuts in this scene because it's a little, it's a little back and forth and you don't really know what's going on because it's cutting back from Ripley's face to the aliens. Yeah, face there's it just looks like they're just moving around yeah, each other and it, you're kind of like I don't know it, what they're what's being accomplished. And here. I I can understand because it's all practical effects. Like Ripley's really in this this loader thing, which which if I remember correctly when I watched like a behind the scenes thing about this movie. It it took like like twelve guys to move this thing, like a couple people per leg, a couple people per arm, some people to do this and that, you know. And then same with the alien queen, because it takes like like five people to move her. There's like one person inside, a couple people moving the legs and whatnot. And um, so yeah, so it's just the the scene is a little 
edited just a little bit weird with the cuts. You can tell they're fighting, but you can't really make out what's going on until it zooms out again when Ripley essentially opens the airlock from the remote control pad on her loader. And then, um, and then she picks up the queen by the throat, moves her over the loader, and then tries to drop her. But the queen ends up grabbing the loader and pulling her down with her. Down and, the airlock. Or down into the airlock, yeah. And then, uh, but the outside door of the airlock is not open yet. It's just the inside door. Um, yeah, and so they end up falling down there. Um, and then this here, again, just proves how super badass Ripley is. Because Ripley is like, okay, fuck it. She crawls out of the thing. The alien grabs her by the foot. She's like, I don't, I don't care. Fucking opens the airlock. The loader goes flying out. The alien's hanging on to Ripley's foot. What does Ripley do? She just puts her elbow on the ladder and just goes, <laughs> while, while Bishop is fucking flying. And Bishop, like, almost goes out the door, but he yeah, grabs he's onto a Yeah, because he's still alive because he's a robot. And yeah. so he's just gliding across the top of the top. <laughs> yeah. And then he hooks onto a thing. Yeah. And then Newt's getting sucked in. And then he grabs Newt. Yes. And then now that's that situation's done. Yeah. And then we're back to Ripley dealing with that situation. Yeah, and then R- Ripley ends up... Uh, basically the alien just ends up letting go because she she can't hold on any longer and the queen gets sucked out into space screaming bloody murder yeah and uh and then when ripley gets back up she closes the thing and she climbs out of the airlock while it's still open space is sucking her out of the airlock she's just climbing up a ladder like it ain't no thing yeah uh she closes the thing but then i noticed newt calls ripley mommy Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that was like... And then Bishop says, yeah. not bad for a human. <laughs> yeah. In his gurgly, robotic, dead voice. Yep. Um, yep. So then, then... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You can, oh, you I was just going to say, up. yeah, essentially they basically, you know, they kill the alien queen. Um, and then it cuts to uh, Bishop kind of in a plastic bag, uh, Hicks. <laughs> And yeah, Hicks wrapped up in a bunch of gauze, <laughs> and they're both in stasis pods, going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's kind of sucks for Bishop. They just stick him in. Well, like, what are you, what are you, they can't build them there. Yeah, they I guess take you know, down. Yeah, it, they probably just didn't want to get noodle and milk blood all yeah. over everything. And then, um, and then essentially, uh, Ripley's gonna go put Newt to sleep, and she's like, "Can I dream now?" And then Ripley's like, "Yeah, I think we both can." And then they end up basically it d- cuts to them being asleep in the chamber pods, and then Finn credits yep we get the the nice fade we don't get fade to space like the first movie ended but we get fade yeah and uh that's the end of that so we we saved you guys 40 minutes yeah <laughs> if not more so yeah because <laughs> there were th- it almost didn't seem like there was it, much cut yeah i think it was mostly i think it was like a lot of like couple minute scenes here and there that oh, were okay, really just like eventually added up to yeah, a half an hour i yeah and i think i think the most the most footage that got cut was all that stuff at the beginning with with her and her daughter talking about her daughter, the scene with Newton talking about her daughter, and then the stuff with Newt and the family. Because I want to say the reason why the the original editors cut out the stuff with Newt was because they didn't want to give away that idea of the character. Because they were like, oh, if you find a girl on a planet overrun by aliens all of a sudden, that would be so much cooler than knowing that she was here before. And then, um, and then I think they cut out the daughter stuff because I think the same reason why in the first one she – I don't think she ever mentions her her daughter. No, she doesn't mention one. that she has anybody any family. Or yeah, anything. and so I think they ended up just cutting that out for continuity's sake, uh, more so, or either that or time constraints, one of the two. But, but yeah, you and then you come to find out about the daughter later on when they came out with Alien Isolation, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. But so now we head over to the IMDb corner, where we go through some cool trivia and other fun stuff. 
Uh, are you you want to do trivia today, or you you oh, want you, me to go first? You can you do go? you can do trivia. Okie dokie. So let's go through trivia here. Somewhere down here. There we go. Uh, what are we sorting by? Uh, hold on one sec. I just gotta. Do we want to sort by spoilers? Uh, interesting or total votes? Uh, let's do interesting. Interesting going down or interesting going up? Oh, um, I'm assuming going down. Going down, yeah, that's yeah. that's the one I got. Okay, how many are we doing? Um, I mean, we could do probably five. Doing yeah. five, five yeah. are on the docket. Lance Hendrickson had privately pledged to quit acting. If this part didn't work out for him after years of journeyman roles, uh, it proved to be one of the most successful films. So there you go. There you go. Number two. Like most films, the movie wasn't shot in sequence, but for added realism, James Cameron filmed the scene where we first meet the Colonial Marines, one of the earliest scenes, last. This was so that the... Wait, what is that? Um, sorry, I sorted mine by interesting, but mine's not the same as yours. Oh, here, read that. Read that one. Which one? The one that's on the top. Um. Oh, camaraderie. Is that the one we? Were yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. Oh, this was so that the camaraderie of the Marines was realistic because the actors had spent months filming together. That makes sense. Oh, okay. So in order for them to dive into the roles, they could have that. That's why those those. Uh, they probably float a little bit better because just like those Marines, they knew each other enough because we get the assumption that those Marines know each other before this mission, mm-hmm. like they've worked with each other. So that because James Cameron did that, that allowed us to get that same vibe. And it actually was real. It was truly real yeah. that they actually were knowing of each other that's pretty cool that's a smart idea yeah like it, it i think it gave the movie like a a good feel you know like they felt like they were you know comrades or whatever and and it's really funny too because even though like other than those brief little couple of parts where you see their names you don't really ever hear their names too much except for when they're screaming getting killed at, at, in the <laughs> beginning yeah and um even then it's like even some of those characters that you don't necessarily get to know too well like frost for example um, it's you still get enough lines from them. Yeah, you know, you still get enough <laughs> lines from them to be like, oh, okay, I kind of get this character, you yeah. know. Number three. Uh, when filming the scene with Newt in the duct, Claire Hen, I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. her name, uh, or Carrie Hen, kept deliberately blowing her scene so that so she could slide down the vent, which she later called a slide three stories tall. James Cameron fully dis uh wait disolluted her wait dis wait what does that say um uh dissuaded oh what is it like oh like persuaded yes. unpersuading her yes uh by saying that if she kept uh if she completed the shot she could play on it as much as she wanted she did and she kept her, his in he kept his promise. That's kind of funny. So the actress that played Newt, mm-hmm. she kept blowing her scene so then she could slide down the thing. Ah. Yeah. That's funny. So she's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, and then James Cameron said, well, if you do this, then. Uh, cool. Number four, the knife trick scene was not in the original shooting script. According to Lance Hendrickson, 
the adding of Hudson's hand to the knife trick was discussed with almost everyone except Bill Paxton. Oh, <laughs> no wonder why he was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then we totally did I, – we didn't say, but the, uh, when he goes over there um, – when when Bishop comes back and he sits at the table, he's bleeding a little bit, and they go, Bishop, I thought you never miss. Did you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he was bleeding. He was bleeding from his finger, the yeah. little milk blood. Yeah, because that's how Ripley realized he was an android in the first place. Yeah. Number five, in both the standard and special edition versions, the fifteen minute countdown at the end of the film is indeed fifteen minutes. Oh, I figured that. Wow. I was like, man, because I kept looking at the time. I'm like. Man, this looks so it really almost it, this almost looks like it's about to end on the same exact time frame. That's and cool. And it does. Yeah, so there Props you go. Props to you, James Cameron. He did that a lot. There was a lot of stuff that he did that for. Uh, I'm going to use this uh, one because the uh, because Bill Paxton's in this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Special yeah. trivia. According to Bill Paxton, he improvised many of his lines, nice. including, Game over, man. Yeah. Game over. Uh, I'm going to give that a thumbs up. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, man. Oh, Sigourney Weaver had several notes for James Cameron after uh, having read the script. However, Cameron praised her for never taking issue with the direction he wanted to take with his story. Her notes were all about how she felt Ripley should respond to her situations, which he would have uh, happy to accommodate. See, it seemed like this team worked really well together. Yeah. Which is why uh, Sigourney Weaver shows back up in Avatar. Oh, I see. Yeah, cuz well, yeah, cuz I guess a few of these people like they probably worked together yeah, before, you know, on other movies and stuff. Is there too. another Sigourney Weaver Bill Paxton movie? I don't um, remember them together in any other movie. Can't really think of one. Anyway, yeah, not, so you I got two bonus facts. Two yeah. bonus trivia. All right, we're moving on to our loot box. Josh, what are we going to do today? Uh, let's do Goofs. Goofs it is. Yeah, I like that. I like goofs. Those are pretty What cool. are we sorting by? And let's go by interesting. Interesting. Pointing down. Pointing down. Yeah. Refine. There we go. I don't think I clicked refine on that last one. So Anyway, wh- how many are we doing? Uh, These are pretty short. Let's do five of these. Five are on the docket. Number one. Oh, am I reading them? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so number one, at around 21 minutes, when Bishop is doing the thing with the knife, <laughs> the scene is sped up to give the impression that Bishop is lightning fast. Apone can be seen rocking his head back and forth, also at a ridiculous speed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I, I want to see oh, it. Oh, I didn't notice now that. Now I want to see that again. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to go home and watch that later. Number two. Um, okay, so it looks like it... Wait, is this repeating the same one? I think it's the same one, so I'll just skip. Uh, Okay, so the next one. There are several instances in the film of someone shooting an alien at point-blank range yet not getting any of their acidic blood on them, which is true. I I did notice that there were a couple times that, like, Hicks shot one with a shotgun and he didn't get splashed. And then, well, actually, Hudson got splashed in that scene, so never mind. And then, uh, but there were a handful of times when, yeah, they were doing that. But I guess, you know, the action's so crazy that you don't really notice. Number three. Um, the inquest had gone on for three and a half hours, yet no one mentioned that LV-426 had been colonized for over 20 years. If the review board did not believe Ripley's story, it seems unlikely that they wouldn't have mentioned the colony on LV-246 much sooner. Hmm. Which, yeah, they don't mention that until she's, like, basically, like, check out the planet. You know, they should have said something about that in the beginning. <laughs> you know, like... But it is kind of it is kind of coincidental that they lose contact with the planet right after she comes back 
like from sleep. You know, they've been there for 20 years and they never run into the aliens. Number four. Uh, Gorman states that the M41A pulse rifle fires 10 millimeter explosive tip caseless ammunition several times throughout the film. You can clearly see case. Uh, casings leaving the ejection port of the pulse rifles. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Gorman. And number five. Um, when the drop ship is released, it is shown to be falling immediately as if the full gravity. I noticed this. However, since the Sulaco is placed on a stationary orbit, the drop ship should remain in place until releasing the clamps. An additional burn would be necessary to initiate deorbiting, which it was kind of funny. When they dropped out of the ship, it looked like they were falling out of a ship on Earth. But they were clearly in space, so it shouldn't have worked that way. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, again, technicalities. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, uh, do you see that next one? Bonus goof. Oh, uh, oh, here, let me see if I can. That one's pretty weird. You can read this one. Oh, yeah. okay. The the one with the, the one, one on top. At, uh, at around one hour and 55 minutes. When Ripley turns to find herself in the Queen's Chamber, Newt's hand is rigid because she is holding a lightweight Newt dummy. <laughs> what? She's holding a fake. She's not holding Newt. She's oh. just holding a dummy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. There's <laughs> a lot more goofs. Go check it out. There's a lot. There's 110 of them. Wow. So. Uh, all right. On to the next one. Real- Oh, taglines, taglines. This is is your favorite. My favorite part of the whole entire thing. Here we go, taglines. We have one, two, three, four, five. It's all about the fives on this episode. Yeah, here we go. Well, we done bonus ones, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Number one, aliens. This time, there's more. (laughs) Oh, boy, that one's not great. (laughs) Number two, this time, it's war. (laughs) 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 Number three. There are some places in the universe you don't go alone. Hmm. Number four, somewhere in the deepest space, as hell is breaking loose. Wait, somewhere in deepest space, all hell is breaking loose. There you go. And number five, they're even scarier. The second time around, and that was on the Fox VHS cover. God, that one's that one's terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, I do kind of like the third one. There are some places in the universe you don't go alone. That that one I kind of like. Uh, now we go on to release date. Go ahead and uh, give us the details on these guys. All right. So release date was July eighteenth, nineteen eighty six. That was close to two years after I was born, just a few days before. Apparently, um, it was released in uh, Westwood, California on July 14th, so that must have been the premiere. Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I didn't actually click the. No, premiere. it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess I'm that assuming, was the premiere. I'm assuming yeah, that's the. That was probably the, the very first showing. And then in, yeah, Canada, the United States, it was nationwide. Australia 18th. got this one a little bit later. Australia. Uh, oh, wait, that's re release. Ukraine got this the latest. March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. Dang, that's almost wow. that's almost two decades. Damn. Yeah, and then they re released in or yeah, because then they did another one in Canada in twenty eleven. Digital film festival. Yeah, and then they re released it in several other, including the U S. So I guess that maybe they were re releasing the special edition is probably what that was. Mm-hmm. All right, our next one is box office. Let's take a look at the box office here. We have a budget estimated of $18,500,000 estimated. Uh, opening weekend, uh, let's see here. Opening weekend in the United States grossed 
ten million dollars and fifty ten million fifty two thousand and forty two dollars opening weekend which that's i think bad. i think that was the most of all of the movies that we've seen i think so yeah. that's opening weekend yeah. just that they've already almost made their budget that's pretty yeah and that's, that's pretty good crazy that's avengers numbers yeah of percentage wise <laughs> not like actual numbers yeah that's like half their budget and then it grossed worldwide one hundred and thirty one million sixty thousand two hundred and forty eight dollars that's crazy yep definitely got a hit on our hands yeah uh next one is tech specs what do we got josh all right, so runtime. Um, so okay, so the normal standard theatrical version, two hours seventeen minutes, hundred thirty-seven minutes. Uh, the U.S. special edition is two hours and thirty-four minutes, one hundred fifty-four minutes. So, so not too much. Seventeen minutes difference there. That's that's not too bad. So that makes sense why it seemed like there wasn't that much added to the um, to the director's cut. Um, sound mix seventy millimeter six track, seventy millimeter prints. Dolby stereo is thirty-five millimeter prints. Um, aspect ratio 1.85 by one. Um, oh, yeah, nice, cool camera. Names. Yeah, here's your camera. Aeroflex 35 LII, Canon K35 lenses, <laughs> and Movie Cam Super America. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Canon K35 lenses. They always have the weirdest names for those. Um, let's see here. Uh, negative formats, 35 millimeters, Eastman. Pretty four- standard. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Eastman 400T 5294. Uh, I think that's the camera type. Oh, I mean okay. the uh, film type. Oh, but 35 gotcha. millimeters is usually what yeah. like that's what like Star Wars is shot on. Yeah. Usually yeah. that arrow is 35 millimeter film. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Printed film format was 35 millimeter on the Eastman, and then 70 millimeter blow up Eastman 5384. So. All right, we head on down to now we rank it. All right. Time to re- give the review here. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. I think I went first the last. Oh, time. you did. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Okay, I can go first. Um, okay, so I, I don't know if I'm biased. Um, I don't know if it's nostalgia. I'm pretty sure this is the very first Alien movie that I saw. I even saw this one before the first one. I know that for sure. I don't remember if I saw this before Alien 3 because Alien 3 came out when I was a little bit older. This one came out when I was two. But I, I'm pretty sure I saw this one first um, because I, I remember being so fond of this movie when I was a kid and loving it. And then I remember seeing the first one being kind of disappointed at the fact that there wasn't as much action. It was more like thriller and horror movie. Um, this one is straightforward sci-fi action after like the first hour. It just gets into it and it does not stop. It is a roller coaster ride of crazy thrills and funny lines. Uh, the pacing's perfect. Uh, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley will always be a badass, no matter what. Um, and just the mere fact that other than like a couple minor things like the goofs that we were talking about or the fact that like the cut in that one scene wasn't like right on i can find no faults with this movie and for me this one's a perfect 10 oh wow <laughs> wow a 10 yep okie dokie i i i enjoy this movie so much i love it as i was watching it taking notes i was doing like kind of how you were saying where i would stop taking notes and i would just start watching and i was like oh wait yeah i gotta keep taking notes shit <laughs> Like, and I kept having to pause it and rewind it because I kept getting caught up in the movie, and then I would have to rewatch to write the notes down. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I did that like seven, eight, nine times. Like I can't even remember like how many times I just stopped taking notes because I was enjoying the film so much. It's it's perfect. Probably one of the best sequels. Yeah. So I, as I'm watching this, I've never seen this movie. 
And so as I was watching it, I'm like, I loved Bill Paxton's character. I loved the banter that he had with uh, Apom. Um, and then, uh, it, and now with like the, the trivia fact of like, that was like the last scene they shot mm-hmm. makes total sense. And I think it was a total smart move on, the, on Cameron's part. I think this is honestly one of Cameron's best films, if not is his best film <laughs> yeah, of dude. all time. Fuck Avatar. Titanic is a pretty good close second. I, I would say the only one that I could compare is probably Terminator 2, maybe. Terminator 2 is pretty good, too. Um, Titanic's pretty good, though, too. Well, Titanic's a yeah. good movie, yeah, but I mean, for, like, I just mean, like, for me personally. I would probably go, I'd probably go Aliens, Terminator 2, Titanic, and then somewhere way at the bottom is, not way at the bottom. Uh, probably top five I would give Avatar. Yeah, Avatar would probably be number it's five. It's not good. It's no. not. I would have to watch it again. I Nothing of this years. quality. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is definitely peak Cameron here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. It's it's so good and fun, and it's enjoyable. And I think that like the the negatives of it are very few and almost non-existent. Uh, I think that the little girl. I thought Newt was kind of not good at acting, mm. but because Sigourney Weaver is so top-notch, she's able to hold the yes. scene. Yes. And uh, I'm actually talking myself out of what I was giving it. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that based on Paxson's character, based on Hicks, based on everyone found their niche of what their character was and they kept being that character throughout the whole film um there were some time jumps that were a little rough in the beginning uh but it was it was really thought through at the end though mm-hmm. because like we saw 15 minutes means 15 minutes yeah. I got 15 minutes to leave uh and so it's almost like little to none and when they are there's so th- many things that outweigh it and uh you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a solid 10. Nice. <laughs> I was going to give it a 9. I was going to give it a 9. <laughs> but I think I had so much fun recounting all of these that it made me think of Predator, which I believe I gave an 8. But I feel like uh, I really enjoyed that film, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there were quotable lines in Predator. There were quotable lines. But the the lines just kept coming yeah. in this movie. That made it fun throughout the whole movie. It wasn't boring. There was no. never a moment that you felt like, oh, man, it's dragging on forever. I think if you don't have – I honestly think – and I was having this conversation before was uh, with somebody else was I think this movie can honestly hold its own. Oh, Where yeah. you didn't even need to see the first movie because yeah. it all gets explained right there and then. Mm-hmm. And then half the damn stuff that she starts talking about if you watch the director's cut – was never explained. You get more information in this movie than you did in the first one. Right. Yeah. And and that's and that's why I think like that's why I'm saying I don't know if I'm biased because when I first saw this movie, I didn't even know there was a first one. Like I thought this was the first movie, and then somebody was like, "No, this is a sequel." And it was like, "What?" Like, and then I go and watch the first one, and it was totally different. Like, not nearly as memorable. Memorable, sure, but not nearly as memorable. Like this movie. I mean, they use they use quotes from this movie in other media. They use scenes from this movie in other media, like I. And this is like you were saying, Cameron at his best. Like I can't other than for me personally. By the way, he did write some of this too. Yeah, it said yeah. screenplay by mm-hmm. James Cameron. Yeah, he he helped with the script. He directed it, and I I'm I'm pretty sure he like. Um, so directed by James Cameron, 
writers are James Cameron, uh, David Giller, which he helped write Aliens and Alien Resurrection, and he wrote AVP and Alien Covenant. Um, oh, wow. Will H- Walter Hill, who wrote 48 Hours, which is another good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Streets of Fire, The Warriors. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, The Warriors is a good flick. Uh, Dan O'Brien, who wrote Dark Star, Total Recall, the oh, 2012 wow. one. Uh, oh, he mind. also helped write Alien Isolation. Uh, oh, okay. He wrote, he's been on pretty much all the projects of the Alien movies. Um he actually helped write a lot of the video games that were based on AVP. Hmm. Uh, Ronald uh, Shoot, uh, who wrote, helped write uh, Alien, Aliens, to- Total Recall, the original, and came back and helped the other guy write the 2012 Total Recall hmm. uh, and Alien Covenant. Um, so, yeah, top li- – like, those are six people that really did well on, on writing. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know – I look at this and the cast is only 34 people. See, and that and that's another thing too, like I mean, I'm sure we we've already said it, but the cast in this movie is so fucking good. Like they have such good actors in this movie, like Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bean, um I think Al Simmons is the name of the guy who plays Apone, Bill Paxton, Lance Hendrickson. It's like, dude, like you've got yourself an A. Al Matthews is that what you oh, said? Oh, Al Matthews. Uh, I thought it was, it was the Al. one that played uh, Sergeant Apone. Oh, okay. I thought it was Al Al Simmons. Uh, oh no, Al Simmons is. Uh, <laughs> it was Al Simmons. He's from a video game. I don't know. Or something. Or maybe he's like a Batman character or something. Dude, like the that. guy who plays uh, Private Frost. His name. His real name is Rico Ross. Whoa. Huh. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just the characters in this movie just mesh so well. The the girl who plays Vasquez also does a great job throughout the movie. Even though she's like a t- like a tough chick, she plays that role so perfectly that like like I don't feel like she was. She's like in Terminator at- too, by the way. What is she playing? Oh, she's she's in the uh, Janelle Vio. Night. She's she's in one of the future scenes. Like there's there's a scene where they're driving around on a, like a truck or something, and I think she's in that scene. She is also in Real Heroes Firefighter on the Nintendo Wii. Hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but either either way, this this movie to me could not be more perfect. Um, and I will I will never not love this movie. Um, I love Predator, but. I had a feeling this was going to happen when we wa- when we were getting up to I I just knew. Like I said, I was going to give it a 9, but I started thinking about it and then started realizing like when we were going through the walkthrough that I enjoyed the movie so much of like the lines. Yeah. And I could remember some of them even though I didn't write them down yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is definitely either an amazing film or it's groundbreaking. And I think it's definitely groundbreaking. It definitely sets the bar for Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. I think this movie actually like Probably helped her way more than the first Aliens movie. Oh, for sure. The first Alien movie. I, I think this movie catapulted her into, like, stardom. Well, like, that's the first ten we've ever given so. to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, of any, uh, anything we've ever done. And that's a solid ten, because both of us gave yeah, it a ten. Yeah, that's a solid so. ten. So, uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you run so us down here? It looks like we have a new campeon so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to so. So it looks like our brand new number one taking taking the first spot after nine movies. Only took us nine weeks to get here, uh, but we have finally made it. 
Aliens has taken the first spot at a solid 10. Dethroning Predator for the first time this season. Yeah, nine weeks winner. That is crazy. Down, to yep, took 10. So Predator now moves to second place. Still a great movie, but it's just no Aliens. At an 8.5. Uh, then we've got Alien at number three at a solid eight. Uh, Predators coming in at number four with a solid seven. Uh, Predator 2 following that up at number five with 6.5. And then we've got Prometheus coming in behind that with a solid six. Uh, that's tied for seventh place with Alien Covenant at also a solid six. Um, both of those are about the same. And then uh, number eight is AVP at... Five points, solid five. Um, and then number nine is The Predator, which was the most recent Predator movie in 2017 or 2018. Um, that's 4.5. And then trailing up at number 10 is AVP Requiem. <laughs> and that's a 3.5. Yep. All oh righty, man. <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, a 10 is a groundbreaking yes. item, whatever it is. Uh, a 9 to 9.9 is a must-have. An 8 to 8.9 is marvelous. A 7 to 7.9 is worthy. A 6 to 6.9 is a borrow. A 5 to 5.9 is meh. A 4 to 4.9 is mediocre. A 3 to 3.9 is a terrible film or game. A 2 to 2.9 is horrific. 1 to 1.9 is unplayable. And a 0 to 0 0.9 is trash. Uh, I've never given anything below a 1, so... Yeah, I think it would have to be exceptionally bad to be like. I mean, there are films that are like, that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen like maybe one or two where I've had to even turn them off and not even finish them because they're so bad. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, that's yeah. it. That's it. We've done it. We've officially got a ten. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I wonder if we'll ever hand out another ten. Anywhere, uh, you anytime know. Soon. Yeah, I was gonna say as as far as this series goes, I have a feeling Aliens is gonna remain at at number one because the the next two this season this or season. or this season yeah uh, so like. Yeah, the next the next two are are good, but I don't think they're an alien. They're no. Yeah, well, in aliens. order for something to get a ten, two of us have to agree on it. That's true. Yeah, so we yeah we would have to both think Alien Three is like superb beyond belief, <laughs> and and I mean Aliens has been voted as one of the greatest sequels of all time. Yeah, because like you were saying, there's like. Uh, well, I guess there's Terminator 2, there's Aliens, and then there's Godfather 2 is considered one of the best sequels, and there's like a couple other movies that are considered like really good sequels. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot alien. of people like Back to the Future too. Oh yeah, yeah, that was one of them. Um, Rescuers Down Under, um, that's another one. Sure, we'll throw <laughs> that one in there. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening. You do have homework still. We are yes. not done yet. We got two more movies on the docket yep what is the homework of next week all right so we are continuing on with our aliens uh universe and we are going to move on to alien three and that uh will be our second to last movie our penultimate if you will on this uh season of more movie combat <laughs> yeah so apparently uh just so you guys know on the timeline because remember we're going through this chronologically. oh right right uh, Aliens took place in 2079. Yes. And Aliens 3 takes place in 2079, but three days later. Yes. Now, yeah. I don't know what that means because I haven't seen this oh, film okay. either. Yeah, it, it'll explain it real okay, quick. Okay, all yeah, right. It gets explained very quickly in the beginning of the movie. Seems so. like they're they're popping these things right after another of yeah. timeline base here. Yeah. Even though this one definitely did take uh, place. Like, yeah, it like picked up. Later. It picked up where the movie left off, but like it fails to tell you that it's 57 years later until yeah. like 30 minutes in. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, this amount of time passed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? 
so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for uh, for watching. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions for new seasons that we might, uh, if you guys like this show, please let us know that you like this show because yeah. it it's going to allow us to go, okay, let's keep making movie combat. Yeah. Um, let us know about format changes if you think it's too long. Yeah, uh, if you guys if you want, want it shorter, things like that. Drop the trivia or the extras or anything like that if you think that's useless information. I personally would not like to do that. Yeah. I like the trivia and stuff. <laughs> uh, because we are recording all of season one of Movie Combat. This is a little inside baseball. So if you guys, I'll, I'll quickly do the, the full on outro. And then if you guys want to stick around. We'll do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to listen to more, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening to this, mm -hmm. whether that be on iTunes, whether that be on Podbean, whether that be on Google uh, Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this, hit subscribe so you guys get that RSS feed onto your mobile devices. If you are more of a YouTube uh, connoisseur, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe uh, button so that you guys get all of the videos. Tap the bell button, get notified when videos get uploaded, and uh, links in the description below on all formats of where all of our social medias are at. Um, but yeah, little inside baseball now. Uh, yeah, we're really trying. We, we've recorded this season ahead of time, and uh, because we wanted to get this season done and ready to go, so that it all can release weekly. Mm -hmm. uh, we have already watched all these films. By the time you have seen, you're hearing these, it's probably been at least about two and a half months. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, at this point. if you guys have, if you guys really do like the show. Please definitely show your support by hitting the like button over on YouTube and letting us know. Or you can go and uh, put the comment section uh, and review on wherever platform you're you're listening to. Uh, we see the iTunes stuff. We see the Podbean stuff. So um, if you guys are commenting there, we will see that. You can tweet at us of like, hey, guys, I loved hashtag movie combat. Really want more. Just by you guys letting us know, lets us know that we should keep making it and uh, come back for like a season three or whatnot. Yeah, uh, but we'll, we're we'll yeah, keep coming up with different ideas and stuff. Oh, we've and, got plenty yeah, of so ideas. <laughs> we we <laughs> definitely kept going at it uh, and tried to keep this uh, like it, it's just kept spinning of like. And then when we keep talking to other people, they're like, oh, yeah, you guys should do this topic. And we're like, oh, yeah, there's another one. Add it to the list. Yeah, I think we've got an idea for like 20 different seasons at this point. Yeah, so we are not shy of seasons. And who knows? Maybe you guys will suggest one in the comments section. True. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, maybe let's do that one. Yep. So uh, don't hesitate to do that. And uh, we love the feedback from you guys. Uh, and um, I hope you guys are really enjoying the show. Because uh, I'm enjoying doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, we're yeah. getting to watch some movies that I didn't even own before. See, and that, and I think that's too. Like, I think that's also a cool thing is the fact that, like, I, even if it's movies we've seen before, or movies that we haven't seen before, this is all like kind of reinvigorating that experience. You know, this is kind of what it was like when you did old things like talking around the water cooler. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's kind of a nice experience where it's like, oh, we can shoot the shit about a fun movie. You know. And so it's really it's really cool if like everybody's on board with that and they're suggesting us movies in the comments and things and like you know if you guys love these movies as much as we do we would love to watch more movies that you guys like as well so that way we can you know kind of bring you full circle into the uh, the whole thing. Yeah, we want this to be a very communicative uh, situation because you know the best way that we describe it uh, to people that don't know what we're doing is uh, it's a movie book club essentially. Yeah. Like you guys are watching the movies with us. And we sit down, we discuss it, and then you guys in the comment section below will discuss it too. We read those comments, so who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll pop in there a couple times and try to 
try to keep the conversation going down there. Um, but anyway, that's going to be it. Uh, we've already almost gone two hours. So I love you guys. PT Nation, keep going strong. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Good night, everybody. Laters. And watch Aliens 3. Thank you.